For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast. I'm Nate Bargetzi. Aaron Weber, we solved that problem. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> no, Brian's here. Brian's here. He's, you know. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> that was awesome. Not bad. Yeah. Bates, Brian Bates here. Uh, I yeah, I have to apologize because people, I got in a, a lot of trouble by everybody that I was uh, mean. I didn't mean to go on a big. I didn't. I mean, I did. I guess <laughs> I, it's all coming out of. I was trying to be funny, making fun of you. Uh, and it got, and, pe and people took it too real. And so I shouldn't have done that. And that's, I, I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody to think that. I don't think I hate them or like, it was like, it is trying to make jokes. It's trying, I'm, you go hard. Like I come from a New York scene of, and it's not saying it's right or wrong, but like, it's very hard. Like it's very, just, you go super hard after each other. Uh, so I, but I shouldn't have done that. I don't want anybody to think one guy doesn't want to come to the show ever again. He was so mad. But I don't want you to think I ever have like any of this in my heart. Like I don't hate anybody. I would never in a million years make you feel bad. I don't I have no desire to do that. You're seeing like three dudes hang out and we're just making and we're going after each other hard. I probably did go after hard him. I probably did get frustrated a lot when we traveled together and it might come out like that and you see it. And I can get very like uh, intense. I can get very, you know, it's not I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to think I am. But I don't need to make you think that I, like, hate bait or that, you know, something to be mean. So I apologize for that. I know there's kids listening to this, and, you know, it's just Not anymore. Not, yeah, definitely not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had people ask me this weekend uh, that I saw at the shows. They were like, are you and Bates really? fine? Yeah. And uh, so we are fine. Or I think we're fine. I'm fine. I'm of course fine. I was the bully, so I feel terrific. Uh, but if are you fine? I'm gonna. I want you to resign. 
All right, I will step down. <laughs> like the office where yeah. Michael holds that apology yeah. and brings in the woman, the watermark yeah, episode, yeah. and it doesn't go over. And she's yeah. like, no, I want you to step down. And they end up getting a huge fight. <laughs> he calls her like a bad name yeah. <laughs> with the Scranton Times there. That's I will not step down. What is this speech? They go, you will have to pull my dead body from this podcast before I step down. I will not. No. It's... uh. I know people are like, oh, maybe I've been maybe the last couple I've been grouchy. We've definitely been on the road more than I've ever been. But that still doesn't matter. That's not y'all's fault. That's no one's fault. It's not their fault. That's no one's fault. I can choose to do this or not do it. I do enjoy doing this. Uh, it's fun. I've got to learn the balance. I'm working on the balance. It's part of my reason about trying to work out and get in better shape to have a better attitude towards everything for all the work the that is uh, coming down your whole life. You work to get this much work, so you don't want to blow it. And but it will not. You know, I get it. Like it was, it was too much. I can get on like you know. It's like I'll just. I mean, I called you a cow. That didn't help. <laughs> that might have been the one that sent it over the edge. But in my head, there's like I'm making a joke. Like I'm not trying to make funny, but it's like I don't know. You're just. I'm just on a tangent yeah, yeah, yeah and i'm like used to like it's not like i'm used to like but it's like we were i was watching a clip this morning rich voss and bobby kelly and the new york comics and uh rich voss came and had a watch on i guess that bobby wanted and bobby just asked him to leave the podcast <laughs> right. and it's it's like that's i was like around that so it's like it's sometimes it just it it, it gets over into other things where it's just like you really just can go after someone yeah. And it can be too much. Now, we recorded two podcasts that I can't hear my mic, but we recorded two podcasts that day. That was the first one. That was the first Broke one. Broke for lunch. Everything was fine. Yeah. Recorded another one after yeah. that. Yeah. So if you want to really know how our demeanor was, watch when we do the talk show episode. That's, yeah. That's how we were. Like, yeah. Just, just to show there the was- The talk show episode. We recorded oh, one on talk shows yeah, that'll yeah. come out later after that one. Yes, that was right after that one. Yeah. But they might see it still. What if they're still like, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, because they hadn't, you hadn't read these statements yet and felt sorry. Yeah, I had to give a speech. My memory is that I don't remember anything like lingering over that no. second. Like it, it wasn't a... No. Yeah. I, I, I don't, but I mean, out. yeah, you know, look, when you, you call another man a cow... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely it wasn't, how wasn't even me. Be. I don't even think that was the worst rant you had that day. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, it was, yeah, I, but I don't want anybody to think that. I mean, that one guy's not coming to the show. Like, I, that breaks my heart. Like, this, the dude to think that, that he was like, this was his last straw for him. It's, and look, if he doesn't want to, like, I get it. Like, don't, you don't have to. Like, but it's like, I would never, I would never make that guy feel bad. I, I never want anybody to be truly hurt. And their heart to be hurt. Like, I have no desire to do that. It's I'm trying to be funny. We're making jokes. I definitely think you go too far. This is a big problem you have with, as even comedians as all of us, sometimes with when you talk to, like, someone that's not a comedian and you make jokes that's, like, way out of line. And because you're, like, mind is just kind of, like, always just, it's about the joke. And so sometimes when it does come across, it just com comes across mean. And now, if I am tired. In fairness, half those posts were ones that, I created fake accounts. Well, there's a lot. Uh, so you you got after it. I did. One guy coming on Reddit, um, he said, Nate doesn't owe an apology. Besides Nate playing off Brian for being a simpleton, what else does Brian contribute to the podcast? <laughs> and then he went back and edited. I didn't think you'd find that one I wrote. 
Uh, well, he went back and edited it and said, uh, sorry, guys, I didn't realize they actually read, read this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I'd like to say to him, I don't know, all the research, <laughs> everything, this podcast should be called yeah. Brian Does Everything Land. There you go. Uh, yeah. that's, that's what I'd say to you. It's not yeah. as catchy of a name, but yeah. Well, yeah, but more accurate. Yeah, yeah. So I still can't hear it through my heads, but that's okay. I can hear them. I just can't hear myself. So, yeah. So I wanted the apologies. I mean, you can see. But you see what I'm dealing with? He kills the momentum. It's super hard. You know what I mean? It's like a cow getting in the road and you can't get around it. Uh, it's like <laughs> Dwight's statement of regret. Yeah. I state my regret. You couldn't have just said that? You couldn't have memorized that? No, because I did not feel it. <laughs> I do feel it. I don't want, I would never want his feelings to be hurt. I would never want, I don't want you to be listening to this. And think this comes like this. I know I'm labeled as the nicest man in stand up, and you so but y'all see a little bit more. You see, I, I but I'm intense. I'm not, you know. I do have. Uh, I mean, I like. I mean, look, I've dealt with Laura. I've had to deal with it. I've had to fix myself, and I'm always trying to fix myself because I can get very like quick. And if you don't do what I've, I have something that doesn't go the way I want it to go. I can get upset. I'm doing a bunch of stuff to help that because I don't want to live like that. And uh, so I, there's a lot of stuff that I can do. I think a lot of it is the reason you're a comic the way you are because I do I can get annoyed at anything. And it's, and it's always stuff that's so stupid. But that's where I think comedy comes from is like you get annoyed at like a line at, at Target or I get annoyed like and I'm just losing it. And like, yeah. uh, but I never outwardly give it to someone i bottle up and give it to the people that i love and i just jam it all on them and so you know my baits my wife you know aaron he's got a waffle house shirt on and so bruce bruce i opened for bruce bruce once did you yeah caroline's how'd it go they uh he does bruce he murders i yeah, mean bruce yeah. bruce is in his intro i was uh, with you yeah yeah, and he uh, so I go out, and then Mark Theobald is there, a comic from New York, and so then uh, I go out, and I'm featuring in the middle. So I get done my set, goes great, comes off, uh, and then Bruce Bruce is in the green room. I, I talked to him for a second. I just said, you know, I was like, hey, I'm from the south, like you know, and he was like cool and like nice real quick. And then when the Mark brought him up, Mark walks off stage and they start playing music. And this is almost the first time I've ever seen like kind of a showmanship. And so I don't know what's like they said. I'm I'm like a younger comic that's like, yo, they said your name. So you're you should go. And I like went, I almost, almost, and thank goodness I did it. And I almost was gonna go back and be like, Bruce Bruce, they said your name name. <laughs> like I thought that might be funny. Uh, but thankfully I didn't do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> something, I at least had something in me that goes, just don't. I'm sure he knows that his name's called. And they were playing a song. And then he walks out. And when he goes on stage, he like raps like the last part of the song. But it's like awesome. Like it's like, mm -hmm. it's, and then you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's a, that's a showmanship. I hosted for him in Alabama a couple of years ago. And I just never felt the crowd forget about me so quickly. It's oh, like as soon yeah. as he walks out, he's just, he's a legend, dude. Like yeah, he's, man. he's a true, yeah, I mean, like, just destroys. And then just, you know. And it is. It's the way he comes out and the way, like, you see it where you're like, man, that is awesome. Like, it's like, 
it builds that excitement. It builds that, you know, people are like, yeah, we're here to have a good time. It almost makes everybody like just check out, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so, all right. I did have a lot of people ask me. They said, were we still friends? So, what would you say? I go, never were. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I go, who told you? I pulled them up. I pinned them against the wall. Who sent you? <laughs> did someone in the Bates family send you? To, how'd you get back here? Last night I was watching Seinfeld and it was the one where uh, James Spader's in the 12 step program and step nine is apology. Yeah. And George keeps demanding it. And he's like, all right, I'm, fine. I'm sorry. I didn't want your bulbous head <laughs> stretching out my finely knit sweater. Yeah. And that's kind of. My apology is real, yeah. at least. And yeah. not because people will think I don't apologize. Like it's not a real apology. Right. I don't ever want you to be your feelings hurt. Are you like to me to hurt you? It's comics. We're making fun. Like, so I can probably go a little bit harder than everybody. And I get that. I got to bring it back. I've even gone so hard. There's been times I've gone so hard later on, like just various. You pull, you're like, hey, man, I'm just like messing with you. Like, you say it later because you're like, I just, you're like, well, I can't. Like, that was too much. And like, you're going for the laugh, you're going for whatever. So I don't want anything, you know. I mean, that the guy that's not coming to the show again, that was like, that hurts me. Like, you're like, well, I don't want that guy to think. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last couple episodes, I guess I was grouchy and yeah, but I don't want that guy to be. That's not what this is about. I'll start, I'll, you know, we're, we're calling, I go on these rants. That's all I got, man. Maybe I can reach out to him and I think he likes me. Get he him, definitely likes get you. Get him to come back. You might, I might need you on the show to get him to. <laughs> uh, I don't know what show he's going to. We probably already got it booked, but <laughs> I'm excited. I've been introduced to Athletic Greens recently. Uh, life has been busy for me. Uh, life's busy for you. It's this is an easy way to get your vitamins. You get a pound this drink. It's the you know it's great. Just one scoop. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com/nate for a free one year supply of Vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That is athleticgreens.com slash Nate. Also, that special occasion is coming up. So the gift, the, so get the gift that will last forever from Paint Your Life for Valentine's Day. This is a great gift. If you want to do it for your husband, your wife, uh, you know, babe, of your kids, you, uh, it's very easy. Get a custom painting of uh, your loved one for your loved one. For a limited time, get 20% off your painting and free shipping Text the word Nate to 64,64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter the most. Also, did you know two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35? Take action and prevent hair loss. Go to keeps.com slash Nate to get your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash Nate for your first month free. Uh, Keeps.com slash Nate. Also, Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit uh, every lifestyle, whether you are keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, whatever you are, just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to match your preferences. Go to greenchef.com slash Nate130 and use code Nate130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Uh, there's maybe you'll be happy 
if I bring uh, our buddy who was with me this weekend, Nick Novicki. Nick, yeah. I just, there's not a camera at you, Nick. <laughs> well, uh, he thought he was coming in after comments. Oh, oh no, you can just come on in. Uh, Nick was with me this weekend, and uh, he's flying out today. So uh, we're going to read some comments, Nick. Everybody knows you, Mick. Hello. Uh, Hello, folks. folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, Blake Fitzsimmons. I just want to say how much of an impact Nate, his family, and the podcast have had on our lives. Our daughter has been in the hospital since she was born in August. She had her heart transplanted the first of this year and is recovering super fast. This podcast and this community that surrounds it have been extremely instrumental in keeping my spirits up. We had tickets to the Grand Prairie show, but gave them up when we found out our daughter was getting discharged. Abigail, Nate's sister, reached out and it was extremely nice. Nate's dad reached out to us, let us know he was praying for us. Other podcast listeners from the Alien page on Facebook have been supportive as well. So just a huge thank you from myself and my family. We love what y'all are doing. I just want to make sure y'all know how appreciative we are. Blake Fitzsimmons, that's the one that said he's not coming to show again ever. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he said that two weeks ago. So, Oh, yeah, that was before. So he oh. might change his mind completely. Uh, that's awesome. We are praying for you, and that's great that they're getting out. And we'll get you to we're, – we're, we'll see you at another show. There's going to be many shows, and uh, thank you very much for that. Yeah, see, that's, and that's what it's about. If I get a little ranty, if I get a little, don't take it, just don't try to take it too serious. That's all I can ask is like, don't, I'm not, you know, maybe it is being, you can just tell me. If I was like, hey, that was probably a little too mean, just tell me. I'll be like, all right, you're right. Probably I need to back it up. Uh, the uh, Nate Land Facebook fan page, they're throwing me a baby shower. Oh, wow. Uh, virtual baby shower on Facebook, February 22nd. Woo. Um, <laughs> I think that's a Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central. I'll have more details. I'll, I'll probably be mentioning this every week. Yeah. Uh, but that's how nice people are. On the- I know. They're all nice. That's what we want it to be. Yep. Everybody's nice. But I think we're all friends. And <laughs> so if I call you a cow... <laughs> Going to you called yourself a cow. You just I was the one going to the slaughter. Oh yeah, <laughs> like we're all cows. Uh-huh. See in my head, it's a joke. Uh-huh. Like it's just I don't like in some of it. Like you're, it's happening so quick, and my vocabulary is not extensive, as we noticed. So I have to go to the basic. <laughs> just say cow, and I picture it in my head, and it's all funny in my head. And I don't, you know, and then like in the moment, I don't think like, hey man. You just called a, another guy a cow and that he was about to get slaughtered. <laughs> and then none of that like clicks in that moment. I feel like the cow is a cow is positive. The slaughter is a little bit where you go. Oh, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> there's always a line. <laughs> you know, the cow. I don't know how being called a cow is positive, but I mean, they're pretty happy usually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I bet they'd be difficult to travel with. Uh <laughs> That to me? That was, that was, I'm sorry. See, that was that's not my fault. That was Nick's fault for doing that. I shouldn't. I wasn't talking about you. Talk about me. I would be. I'm a cow. That's ahead. I'll be the cow. This might be. I might have just ruined everything. Like all that we've had built up is gone. Uh, John Whipple, Nate, so encouraging to hear that you're creating a brand that will make it easy to identify clean, non-political content. Your comedy is jo- enjoyed by my whole family. I love that. I got asked about that this weekend. Uh, yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it goes. Might not go. I think it'll go. 
or do something. You keep going, but it's the, that's the idea. Give you guys the nice daggum comedy y'all deserve. <laughs> that's so funny that you broke that news. You do a thirty minute rant, you know, what I mean? and then yeah. we wrap it up by oh, by the way, starting this. Co- See, that's but like that's where <laughs> I don't. I'm not perfect. I dude, I'm I can be the most hypocritical person on earth. I can I can say one thing one, and then in my head it can all make sense. I, I'm saying so much stuff that, but I'm I have no idea what I'm saying. I don't don't think I'm perfect. Don't think I I will never make sure that I make you feel terrible. I can sh- assure you that that's the thing that hurts me the most is I don't want him to feel bad. I don't want someone to think that. I'll never make it. I don't want your heart to be hurt. I don't want you to think I'm making fun. I would never be think make you think I'm better than you. I'd like I had I don't have that in my body to do that. The co- comedian in me can be hard and mean and blah, blah but it's like I think sometimes you're like, well, I don't think any of this, and I hope that comes off. So then that's why you can go super hard, because then you don't. You think, well, I'm not gonna. I would never do something, you know, uh, or like, you know, when I tell you, I pay for it. Like I say, I'm not like. I'm not saying it to hold that over you. I would never hold that over. You. I would never in a million years. I know I'm saying it. I think I'm saying it to that. To, I'm in my head. I'm like I'm doing. So, I'm like at least I'm trying to show you that I'm doing something not like it's like you know. And I think that's what I think. Like, well, if I tell you I'm doing this nice thing for you, then I can tell you I can make fun of you, and that's what. So that's probably the logic that I used in my head, but it was wrong. You guys and you guys let me know. <laughs> Uh, Laura Emsweiler Watson. I'm not a doctor, but I do have some experience with ADHD and Nate's texture issue with paper napkins is a huge clue that he possibly has it. Nate should take one of those online quizzes for it on air. All right. Well, I do that. An AD on ADH online quiz. I mean, look, I'm like, should be in a hospital. Yeah, it's really, it's really not his fault. I mean... I should. Something's wrong. I, I can't even do anything, Nick. <laughs> do you do you tend to avoid or delay getting started on a new important task? I don't know no, if I do that. I, no, I wouldn't say no. that. Yeah, mm, I want to get it over with. Oh, yeah. I can't let it go when I know it should be done. That's another thing that I have to deal with. I have problems with that. With that, you know, we got Abigail working here, my sister and Laura. Like, if I I, I look at things like if I want to know an answer to something, I don't understand how the answer's not, and then I can't let it go. And if like I'm not good with if I ask something and then instead of just thinking it gets solved, I need to be told it was solved. And it will be the dumbest thing ever. It won't be like getting a, a pool built or something. like it'll be did you add, did you reach out to that person? I mean, some of it will be like if like if someone if a folk listen to this or like you're like, did you did you reach them and get the tickets for them? And, like, I can't let that go until I know for sure that they've been, like, talked to. Uh, do you find yourself making careless mistakes when engaged in something you feel is boring, repetitive, <laughs> or difficult? Well, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I would say you just check out. Uh, well, I mean, I you know, I guess I, I called you a cow. So that was... Probably careless. I don't know if I was bored. No, I don't, think, was like, I don't think you were bored. I think that was directed. Yeah, I think you were, yeah. <laughs> you were very, very I focused. That, yeah, I think that was the most <laughs> I've ever been on. <laughs> you were zeroed in, man. Uh, for sure. I don't know if I make the mistake, but I get bored with a lot. 
Yeah, I get. Uh, maybe, but I mean, the whole thing's correct, unless it's a mistake. Like I don't know how many, mis- but maybe I do make a mistake. But I can get very bored. I get very if I'm not if it's not up my alley. I'm just like, yeah, and I'll just zone out. And I like don't you know pay attention. Yeah, I don't think this is you, man. I'm just looking through the questions. I don't think. Yeah, so far it's not sounding like it. Well, I don't get like dist- like uh, I can get distracted though. Someone can be. I can do it when someone's talking to me. Then I can just be like, I'm gone. But you get distracted. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely have some of this, a lot of this. Yeah. Where you just zone out. Where, I've never where, really <laughs> thought you had a deep. I think you're distracted because you guys got a lot going on. Yeah, I always thought. I think that too. But it, I don't know. Like, why do I watch these movies? And like, they can't. I can't focus on them. I can't because you got a lot on your mind. Yeah, uh, that could be true. Uh. Greg Cole, I like that. Well, I know Lauren Watson was not a. Uh, uh, she's like, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> we're like, but I think she knows what she's talking about. Uh, well, the napkin thing's what she's. Yeah, which apparently that's a sign. That's a sign. I might have a lunch. I might be just kind of wrapped up a little bit of everything, uh, like an everything bagel. Greg Cole, intern Cole got mixed up somehow. Utah has the youngest median age at 31.3, with Alaska having the second youngest median age with 35. Maine has the oldest median age at 45.0. People in Utah tend to have an entire van or SUV full of kids, which brings that median age down. So um, I fired Cole. There you go. <laughs> Cole ever. We're gonna, I, I guess what? His hats are going to be that he chooses his college. going to be limited to one, apparently, because he's not <laughs> smart enough. Dead gummit, Cole. <laughs> yeah, somebody said MTSU. Yeah. Because I guess when he was on, I tried to get him to go to MTSU, and they said, he may be going to MTSU after yeah, all. Yeah. But no. Can you imagine us firing someone for making a mistake on the show? Yeah. If anything, we gave him promotion. Exactly. Yeah. The funny thing about it is, I think, because so I read them backwards based on Cole's research, said Maine was the youngest and I think I said Alaska was the oldest. And it's uh, basically the other way around. I think you said both of those. I think you said, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just kind of funny because it was the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Did you read it wrong or Cole got it wrong? Cole got it wrong. Oh, You Cole. would think Alaska would be the oldest. We're going to get rid reason. of it. Yeah. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold. There's snow. You know, you Well, got- that's why you and Cole are both fired right now. <laughs> No, Cole does great. We had some duties in high school. He's going to school, trying to get into college. Cole did great. Taylor Ruggles. About the dinner time in Spain, a lot of Spanish-speaking countries have late dinner times because it's custom to take a nap during the day, so they they work later into the night. You're living a Spanish lifestyle. I'm a Spanish lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Move down there. There's a lot of evidence that our bodies are built to do that yeah you know that feeling that 2 30 3 o'clock feeling yeah like that we're we're probably supposed to take naps i feel like you're doing a five-hour energy drink commercial <laughs> you yeah. know that 2 30 <laughs> feeling yeah well it's like a uh siestas yeah which our nap is yeah would be probably 4 3 4 p.m 4 p.m maybe 5 if i take but i don't you know what's funny i go lay down i don't take naps you always said, I don't ever take naps. I go in there and I'm going to go take a nap. There's occasion, like the other day after we did, I was on Bob and Tom. Me and you both were on Bob and Tom. And that, but that nap, one of my favorite naps 
is getting up to do morning radio when you only get like three hours of sleep and then you go do radio. So it's borderline, not even a nap. It's mm-hmm. going back to bed. But like, then you go eat and you're just so tired. And then it's during the day and you're like, I can't wait to go back to sleep. You don't like getting up early to do morning radio, but man, that nap, when you're done after that, that satisfaction of being, you worked, I did something this morning. And you go eat like a just whatever worst breakfast you can get, pancakes, whatever. You're, and then you, it's like the most you feel the most deserved like time to eat bad. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but you're I, you're a veteran though. You know how to do this to where eat and then fall asleep. I'm tired and I'm also drinking coffee at the same time. Yeah. I'm like I gotta stay up and then I'm like, Oof. I had a little bit of coffee before Bob and Tom, and then I have a diet Coke at breakfast. <laughs> diet Coke, sir. <laughs> <laughs> then I go back to sleep. <laughs> but I have to, I'm having trouble with coffee at night. I'm having to time my uh I always like to have a I get one before the show and I think I got to have it at like 2 p.m. or something. I'm getting old enough finally like But you eat after the show, right? And you drink caffeine? Yeah. I feel that's the real problem. Probably. But the caffeine in the diet coke probably does nothing to you now. Yeah. You've built up a pretty high tolerance. Yes. I would think so. Yeah, coffee's a different. That's in a different league. Yeah, throw a couple okay. Sour Patch Kids in there for you. Too. Doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> doesn't help. Uh, I eat like a cow. Uh, Are we gonna do our weigh-in? Should be taking off to slaughter. I'm. I weighed myself yesterday. I'm. Uh, I'm at 186. I'm nowhere. But that's five pounds better than the last. I time had we were- shoes on and stuff. I was like wearing oh. my full outfit, but I mean, I'm. I'm at 186. So I was like, yeah, I did it literally yesterday, and I thought, well, I gotta, I gotta go twenty pounds. How are you doing, Brian? Mm, I've made slight progress. Okay, but I had a five pound lead on it, so I thought I could coast till he catches me. Yeah, well, you can still coast. I mean, I'm, but I'm, I'm getting close because I gotta get, I gotta get, you know, look, I gotta get in a better mood. I gotta do a lot of stuff. I'm fixing a lot of stuff. You have to just fix just your weight, uh, so I won't be a cow. So you won't be a cow. Uh, what are you? Oh, uh, I stopped weighing myself. Oh, there you go. That's the answer. Uh, <laughs> Amy Jackson. When I was little, my grandmother told me that the devil was angry at God for the beauty in the sun, so he beat his wife, making her cry. Her tears were supposed to be the rain. All right. Sorry you had to deal with that, Amy. Uh <laughs> so <as> the child. <laughs> it's it the grandmother like, hey, let's maybe not go over there today. That's funny. Next to your rant, that probably got the most comments. Uh, the devil beating his wife. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have heard that. Not just in Mississippi and Alabama. Oh yeah, all over, all over. Why did the rain come from the sky? Then is the devil's wife in the sky? Oh, you would think it'd be flooding. You'd be coming up. Yeah, coming up from like when it's flooding. Yeah, but that water comes from the sky. Mm. But then the flood, a volcano. A volcano, a volcano would be, would be yeah. And you're like, well, her tears are fire because she's down there. She's married to the devil. Uh, Jordan Garrett Lane. My grandparents called lunch, dinner. Once they invited me over for dinner, I didn't show up till 6.30 p.m. I guess it's not my fault for not knowing my grandparents better. I guess it is his fault. Uh, I guess it is my fault. Yep. Yeah, it was his fault. Uh, Christina Barga. I couldn't help but notice that when we have another penguin situation on our hands, 
The way Nate and Brad Crumbs say Bingles sounds like it's spelled Bingles, B-I-N-G-L-E-S. I'd be curious to see what Aaron Lane has to say about this. I'd be, I would bet he pronounces it. How do you pronounce it? Bangles. Bangles. That's how you say Cincinnati Bangles. Yeah. Since I actually sided with him in the Penguin pronunciation, I find it funny to hear it pronounced Bingles as if it rhymes with Pringles. <laughs> I know this whole comment sounds like a Dr. Seuss book, so my apologies in advance for making Nate read this. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati Bingles. Yeah, I've always said Bengals. Mm-hmm. Said Bengals. Did you say so, Bengals? So you say it like the band, the Bengals. I say it the way everybody I've ever met in my entire life says it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Until now. Until now, yeah. I mean, does it bother you that you're? That most people don't say it that way. No, Do you notice not, that? Are you aware of it? No, I think when they all say it, like we say it. I don't. We don't. We're not around a bunch of people get, that can get into Notre Dame. So <laughs> I'm talking about on ESPN. They go tonight's matchup, the Cincinnati Bengals. They don't say anything. What do you think? I just follow them around and go. I think I'm saying it wrong. I think they're saying it wrong. <laughs> okay, you, you protected of the South, or you not protected of the South? <laughs> Who are you defending here? That's a good point. I've never noticed it. I never. Oh, noticed really? Either. The more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking Bengals, like Bengals, Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. Now I'm saying I'm, it's wrong in my head, and I'm like yeah. I can't get it out. Cincinnati, and he's from Connecticut. That's ESPN territory. Yeah. That is true. We right invented there in how to say it. Yeah. Bangles. And how do you say it? I say bangles, like the bangs on your hair. Bangles. But like the band, the bangles. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny reference. I would yeah. like to say. Yeah. But I mean, they spell it differently. Both ways that bangles, the way we say it is B-I, the way you say it is B-A. Mm-hmm. No one's saying B, bangles, bang, bay, bay, bay. Bangles. She nailed bangles, it though. This is bangles, the exact. Bangles, this is the exact bangles. argument we had about penguins. Yeah. <laughs> penguins. Penguins. Uh, Rachel Jones. My husband is from Morocco and says the Moroccan time fact is simply not true. He said that if you show up an hour late to meet a friend, they would be angry, and if you show up a day late to a doctor's appointment, you would be laughed at. Please let the listeners know so they visit. They are not disappointed when they miss their dinner reservations. And tour times. I'm glad we got that. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm a little let down. I love the idea that you would just show up the next day, dude. <laughs> like I thought that. I mean, to live in society. I mean, that would be a, a very frustrating society. I don't think I could probably handle it if they lived like that. I would end up apologizing every day. <laughs> I would end up going into every doctor's office the next day and be like. Hello, I'm Nate Bargetsy. I'm sorry. Yesterday I got a little carried away. Uh, it's like the reverse, like Vegas, where anything happens anytime. You know, they have yeah. their own. Like you can just show up anytime, and next. That's, day. I mean, but my, my one of my favorite things would have been in life would have been Morocco, just to show up the next day for your doctor's. <laughs> like that's, and they're like, yeah, cool, whatever, dude. That sounds exactly like Vegas, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing. Oh, okay. Anything I, think you said, goes. I think you said the opposite. No, well, it's the same, but yeah. it's like a step further. Anything yeah. goes in Vegas. Anything goes any day in Morocco. Yeah. You could just you know, do whatever you want. Yep. There you go. Uh, Shelby Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I blame you all for Amy's loss last night on Jeopardy, January 26, 22. Same day that Nate Land aired, she lost her 40-game streak. You guys jinxed her. That's Sorry, true. Amy. That is true. Robert, do you know what her total winnings were? I mean, was over, did she break a million? Yeah. yeah. She yeah. broke Dang. a million. Yeah. 
That's second most wins. Wow. Well, that's good. Yep. Being from New Oh, Chris Bor Borier, Borier. Being from New England and hearing Brian say we call a milkshake a frappy is driving me crazy. It's spelled frappe, frap, but we pronounce it as frap. When he said frappy, I was losing my mind. Chris, you need to apologize to Brian. Right <laughs> See, the thing I learned, Chris. It's not. It's our fault. We're the ones. Me and you, buddy. Sorry, Chris. Chris Culp, Chris Culp, in regards to yard sales, my cousin Kyla, Kayla, Kyla was going through a box of items only to be told that they were cleaning out their garage, not having a yard sale. She also thought her car was broken into because when she got inside, there was stuff thrown about everywhere. Then she realized she was in someone else's car. <laughs> <laughs> Kyla sounds like your kind of girl. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it at first. Like she just went up to someone's house. Yeah. And just started going through yeah. their stuff in the garage. Oh, that's great. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, Have you ever come close to getting in the wrong car? Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've sat in the wrong. I sat in the wrong car and started adjusting the mirrors. And then I realized it's not. Really? It's not my minivan. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I think I had a joke with it. Uh, it's happened to me. I did a joke I, about it. John F. O'Donnell. I don't remember. I've talked about it. A comic. But one day I was picking him up, and I watched him get in a car. And he was, and he was on the phone with me. God, I, I think I told this joke on stage. I don't know if it's in a special, but it's. And I was like on the phone, and like I regretted like mm -hmm. not saying because uh, he goes, "This your car?" And like I just said. I go, no. And I remember I should have been like, how do you not? That's when I think I got good at playing little pranks because I learned a lesson there to go like he was about to open a door and get in. And I could have watched it. I could have listened to it. <laughs> and I like, but just the my good heart in me said no. And I beat that good heart down. <laughs> and now I'm pretty mean. It, it's happened to me, though, in Vegas. Where I've literally got into the wrong car. <laughs> I And then I'm, crashed it in the parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> Can I crash this car? Uh no, it I I we ordered an Uber and I was with my buddy Clint, who's also a little person, and he's got a scooter. And so it was, I literally get into the car, I sit in, close the door, and I'm like, Do you mind helping get my buddy's scooter in the trunk? And he was like, who are you? Like, yeah. Why are you in my car? <laughs> you getting in and then also like giving the guy, yeah. the guy's got to do a bunch of stuff. Like, it's not like it weighs 60 pounds. Yeah. I could get somebody else. I was literally yeah. like, I can have somebody else help me. He's like, what are you doing in my car? Yeah. <laughs> His buddy great. Clint's the best. He is so He's fun. A fun time. He's a fun time. Uh, green. What is green chef? Chef. chef? What is green chef? Green Chef is a CCOF certified California certified organic farmers meal kit company. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh and with more meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. We love switching between the brands and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Green Chef saves you time by taking care of meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week so you do not have to. Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices get you more chef-inspired flavor in less time. As the first ever and only keto meal kit on the market, Green Chef makes sticking to a carb-conscious lifestyle 
easy. We really enjoy we enjoy having Green Chef in our uh, dinner reservation. We are so busy, and we get to uh, get an organic meal to easily cook at home is awesome. It's an easy way for Laura to make me and Harper eat more vegetables. Laura does it; she cooks it great. It's also it's it's great because it's like a real meal. Uh, go to greenchef.com slash Nate130 and use code Nate130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash Nate130 and use code Nate130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Also, guys, get, uh, give Keeps a try. I think this seems so easy. It's New Year, so it's a great time to try something new. No in-person no in person doctor visit. Keeps is delivered right to your house at a very affordable price. I think that is all you need to know. If you notice thin hair, then now is the time. Go online and look at their before and after photos, and you can see for yourself. Uh, more than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. Keeps, uh, I don't think you need keeps at all, Brian. <laughs> keeps offers a simple stress-free way to keep your hair. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss, and Keeps offers both. That is pretty cool. They have a virtual doctor consultant and medications delivered straight to your door every three months so you do not have to leave your home. The treatment starts at only $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you are ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Nate. To receive your first month of treatment for free, that is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Nate to get your first month's free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Nate. Also, uh, we ordered a painting uh, that for my uh, for our daughter, paintyourlife.com. We ordered a painting uh, that I thought we had two pictures of our daughter Harper, Harper's favorite horse uh, that she rides uh, at her little horse camp that she works at. She's it's insane. She's getting older, and uh, but she's got a horse there named Flame. She's loves that horse. Uh, so we took a picture of Flame, uh, and a picture of Harper, and we made it a painting. She has it in her room. She loved it. It was super easy to do. We just uploaded two pictures. They told and told them online order form how we wanted it together. And I mean, like a few days later, we had proof, and it was perfect on the first try. If you're looking for a special gift for someone, maybe even for Valentine's Day coming up. Something truly unique and personal. This is a great idea. At paintyourlife.com, you can have an original painting by world-class artist done by <coughs> done by uh, hand from any photo at an affordable price. You can order custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. Quick and easy process. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you do if you do not love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That is right. 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word Nate to 64000. That is Nate to 64000. Text Nate to 64000. 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Message and dates, rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Nate to... Text Nate to sixty four thousand. Uh, final one. Uh, also, I'm excited. Our new partner has a product I've started using every day. I started using Athletic Greens. Uh, I don't eat the best, as uh, I talk about a lot on this podcast. 
So I do this. You just drink all your vitamins. It's great. I need to be healthier. I'm trying to get healthier. I'm trying to lose uh, weight, get in the great shape so I can be also nicer. All this stuff plays into it. I truly believe that the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. The taste is great and easy to start your day with. I do one scoop of powder with water, shake, and drink. The travel packs are great for when I'm on the road. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. Tastes good. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. It's easier than doing that too because you just get a pound this drink. The subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D. Super important in these winter months. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially with cold and flu seasons. It is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Nate. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Nate to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Uh, you know, people are asking too, y'all, because y'all read some of the ads recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we were just mixing it up, you know? Yeah. I like doing it. Yeah. It was good. And so we all do it. I know you guys, I know that's, you know, we read, uh, it's a lot of ads. So I know people don't, you know, but it's like, uh, tell the boys make money. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but we also do I that. You go around. Yeah, I go. I pay for you to be on this podcast. Yeah. We're going to read these ads. Brian Bates flies first class. Every year. <laughs> uh, no, but it, well, this is all stuff that we do use, though. Like, we're not, I do try to, I do specifically, I don't use keeps, obviously, but that's, uh, I think, a good thing to use. But we do, I we do. We ate pi- that meal before we went on yes. the road from yes. that on uh, uh, Wednesday. Yes. We had the Green Chef, and then we did Athletic Greens before. And so it's, I try, I don't. Do stuff that we wouldn't use. I, I, I don't talk I've, space, huh? Talk, talk space. Talk space. You got to talk to someone. I've had to talk to someone because apparently I get. I not apparently I'm uh, mean. So uh, you know you got to deal with that, and I have. And you uh, and you know it didn't work last week. Sometimes, <laughs> talk space pulled yeah. their ad. Yeah, it was a busy they week. For you. Yeah, I called talk space right after. I accidentally missed last week, and then. Uh, so then I got to call back in next week and go, woo, God's got out of control. <laughs> I go, where were you? You wouldn't believe what happened last. I yelled at them. <laughs> they go, I was traveling. I go, how'd you travel? <laughs> uh, but they, uh, yeah, but I, I, I try not to give you anything that uh, we wouldn't use. I have, I've said no to stuff. I, I honestly try to, you know, try to give you stuff that we would use. Uh, so this week, the reason Nick's here, we didn't want him, but... <laughs> All right, sorry that was. Too- <laughs> it just it just jumps out, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, Nick. Uh, so this week we're going to talk about uh, award shows. Oh. We're back to the topics too. Uh, and uh, look at this. Oh, is this your? Uh, I thought there should be one winner at the table. Wow, <laughs> this is an Emmy. This is a real Emmy. Wow. wow. Yeah, that not as heavy, heavy as you think. It's not. Uh, no, it is. I'm just. That's the. I just want to say the opposite of everybody says. You got a little bit light, lot lighter than you think. 
Look at that uh, dust. I didn't yeah. realize there was dust on the bottom of it. But. 13th Annual Mid-South Regional Emmy Awards. Brian Bates, newscast, daytime, News Channel 5 this morning, WTVF. Do you give a speech? Yep. What do you? What did you do? What was your speech? Uh, you I just see it. Thank my coworkers and yeah. everyone who worked on it. And I think I. I thought how long be heavier? Speech? Honestly, when, when, I mean, there's yeah. no set time. They didn't play me off or anything. Yeah. But uh, I think I made a joke. This is 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're more up to date. They look more like with the round bases, yeah. just like the real Emmys. But. Uh, I think I remember making a joke about because everyone was thinking their spouse, and I didn't have a spouse, so yeah. I made a joke about. It. I don't have. I guess I'll think my mom or something. I don't yeah, know yeah. something like that. That's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. So, did you pretend that you didn't expect to win? Everybody always does that. <laughs> That's my biggest pet yeah. peeve with these yeah. award shows. They say, but I, I don't. Was like, oh my! I never could have. You were nominated. <laughs> yeah. You had a shot. Yeah. You know. I'm so stunned. Here's the speech in my pocket. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that's but you have to write the speech. But even if you're nominated, I still think you're there's a little like you're like, I'm not gonna win though, dude. Like, I mean, I think with my grand, like, you know, you're like, I'm not gonna win. Like, it's like being nominated, you know, because it is. I, I think, I think some of that's true. I, I think, I think a big part of it is feigning humility. I think it's a big part of it. But you gotta be, dude, if you got nominated for a Grammy and then you won, you would be like, dude, this is crazy. It's crazy. Uh-huh. It's like, why am I? I can't believe I'm even here. I mean, when I I can't believe I I'm even nominated. I honestly, you don't think that's something that you're going to get to do, and but then in like I you don't know, not that I know of. I don't you don't you find out in that moment. So if you win, there's got to be like the fear of like I got to give this speech. I wrote this speech. I was like I'm not going to read this speech. Like all the stuff that that you would just then be like I can't believe I'm even up here. Look at Leonardo DiCaprio when he won. Like you got to think like that guy that guy has been, you know, is like, yeah, should he think he's being nominated? Never won. If anybody that should have ever won, this guy hasn't won ever. Yeah. And they just keep not getting it. Like and he keeps like going like probably thinking like, yeah, I'm going to win. Why would he not win? He's doing, he's a great actor. He's doing all this stuff. Never wins. They just don't give it to him. And that dude's the darling of Hollywood. Like that guy's like, I'm doing the things. What am I, you know, for some reason, y'all don't want to give it to. Mm-hmm. And this dude barely wins, like at one. And that video, there's all that video in the, when he's sitting there, he's getting his, they're, they give him the trophy and they're making yeah. it. And then he's like, they're like, you do ask him something. He goes, I, I don't know. I've never done this. <laughs> and you're like, that, I mean, that's the most famous person. On one of the most famous people on earth, right? For doing great movies, how did he not win in Titanic? Like how did like you know what I mean? So I do think there's a. I get what you mean, but there has to be, there has to be an element of like they can't believe like, you just you know everybody doesn't think they're going to be the best. Like you don't think you're going to get to, maybe you're nominated. Maybe, and some people probably do. Some people have the ego to think that. Uh, but then I think some other people, I, I guess I, I get what you're saying in magic. It depends on if it comes off authentic or not. Yeah. To Aaron's point, sometimes they've already won eight that night and then they'll get up there for their, <laughs> yeah. their night. Yeah. I cannot believe this. Yeah. But I also think too, that comics have a serious advantage that you're used to getting up there and just talking where a lot yeah. of actors are unbelievable, but acting with the script that they work on for a while. So in that moment, it's crazy and you're, 
you're not you're just saying you're what, saying whatever what you and you're, think you're supposed to say and and it's like as a comic where you're like ah oh, there's a bad thing that happened somebody's there's a issue happening at a table in front of you and that's a weird you're you're more used to the craziness of yeah. on the fly situations but oh, i like think a that comic. Yeah. yeah but i think you're still just like kind of terrified and nervous and like wow all this i've been working my whole life and this happened so i get a little bit why people would blank but i think it's so much more beneficial for a comic because in that moment you can say something funny or yeah i mean you got to think you're not going to win this did you think you're going to win this this is the first time i ever been nominated i didn't know what to think no not really yeah Yeah. it was i mean sort of so long ago i don't even remember but uh yeah i mean i think it was one in five chance and at that time i was really like i don't even know what these it's not like um a singer or an actor where you know exactly who you're up against. Yeah. I'm up against some TV station in North Carolina. Yeah. I don't know what it is they did. Yeah. So I just thought, well, I got a 20% chance. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I think about like with a great, like, the great, like I don't know. Uh, you know, you sit there and oh, think I know about it for you know. years. I've seen the other nominees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. yeah it's not <laughs> happening. Congratulations, uh, Bo Burnham. Yeah. <laughs> He's not nominated for. Oh, his Critics' Choice? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He is nominated for Grammy, but it's a different category. Uh, But, and Bose was unreal. But it's like, they're, but you know, you sit there and you're like, I don't know, dude, why would I? Like, you do, I I, I think, I'm just saying that, uh, and I I would maybe, I'd probably say this is crazy or something. And it's like, you don't, but it's like, I don't know, you're like, I don't expect it. Because it's like, it seems too surreal. Why would I get it? Mm. I can't believe I'm even nominated. I, I can't even believe it to be to that point. Like, you're like, I'm just an idiot from here, dude. Because like, this is a whole world you never thought you'd even be you're in, just in hit, You're all. doing comedy. You're, it's all about the jokes. You're just trying to get ahead as a comedian. Just, I don't even know what you're searching for. It's not like you're sitting there going, I mean, I have, like I've talked about, I have my goals and dreams, and I want to do this stuff, and I want to create this stuff. I want to start a Nate Land world and, like, be able to, like, do this stuff. And uh, there's a lot of, like, drive i think i have i know i have a lot of drive i know i have a lot of like which plays into like my being upset or mean it's like i can get very i'm in my drive and i want like i think everybody should be doing like i'm doing it you should do it we should all like you have this mindset of like just do it dude. like i don't like you know but it seems insane it would be insane because it's like i'm you know it is you're just like dude we're just family from old hickory I think we're good people, unless yeah. we're talking about Brian. <laughs> and then we're, you know, and you're just like, you know, I don't know. You just are like, it would be wild. It'd but be, it is wild that you're nominated it and it's like you're there. I mean, yeah. that is such an insane That's accomplishment. Insane. I mean, I look at the nominees this year for you. That Everyone's insane. Like Dave Chappelle won the Grammy three straight years. Yeah. 2018, 2019, 2020. T- Tiffany Haddish won it last year. Mm. All huge names. Last year, the... Critics' Choice, the nominees, it was a tie. Did you know that? I think. Seinfeld and Michelle Buteau. Oh, you already know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But then Fortune Fiends for Hannah Gadsby, Mark Maron, Pat Oswalt. I mean, big, big, big names. Yeah. And Seinfeld won last year. Now you're up. You may yeah. win it this year. Uh, How yeah. crazy is that? It's crazy. I bet Bo. Bo's nominated in that one. Yeah. Uh, so Bo. Uh, but I mean, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's again, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Being nominated is the... Is I and I would all it's like you would tell you if you could one day you almost your goal would be just to be nominated and you're like just let me at least 
you can be, you know, you maybe that would be your top. So winning it, but Nate wins. And but I get it. I get what you're saying. Like when you're seeing them and you think, because you think like, yeah, dude, you're the most famous person ever. How do you not? But that person might not think that. Like they're they might be like, I, you know, it's like I, I'd imagine they could be like, I don't know, dude. I'm just like, you know, like Denzel Washington. Like I've become like kind of obsessed with him recently. And there was a video. Uh, he was on Jimmy Kimmel. And they actually showed it. But he goes to like his old Chicago neighborhood and he's talking to this old lady. And I mean, dude, he's just like one of them. Like he's just, they're just hanging. He's like, yeah, you know, and it's the best. And like that guy, I probably knows by now he knows he's going to get nominated on everything just because he's been around for two so long. So like, I think he's just in the world so much, but like that guy seems like a guy that's like just this best dude ever dude like he just seems like a guy that would never i think would be surprised that he's in the world that he's in and he you know and it could feel like crazy you mm-hmm. know i don't know yeah he's one of the most nominated for for oscars people yeah. ever this makes me think of this clip which i love it's ben affleck and matt damon winning uh their first oscar yeah. for writing goodwill hunting and yeah. they're just young dudes and they are so over the top excited um, I think at one point Matt David just like, yeah! I mean, it's crazy. They're just <laughs> yeah. young, young. Let me look how pumped they yeah. are, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but the adre- the adrenaline there uh, though is just it's just wild. Yeah, I mean, like that is like they're like, I can't believe we won. Like you, they probably can't believe they won. Yeah. Like they can't believe they're uh, their whole year has been a uh, whirlwind. Like so, they're like that year of them doing Goodwill Hunting. It's been just uh world like it's been non-stop they, they they probably they didn't have time to even think about it it's like you're just they're they're just in it they're probably at that point everybody's asking them to do anything and everything and then they're like these two dudes just wrote this and then they're like hey by the way you're not in for an oscar and they're like you, you can't even wrap your head around that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then next thing and then you're winning it and you're like that all probably happened within a year was just every day was something insane Every day was a call from something that you can't believe you. So you don't even get to catch your breath. Like you don't even get like to go like, and you're trying to just stay in the moment too. And you're trying to be like, yeah, man, this is like, you're trying to back yourself off and be like, yeah, this is crazy. This isn't, I can't believe this. When I go to my shows, I look at you, look at the crowd. You go, I don't know who, who's, why are you here? You just can't, I mean, you just look at it. And you're like this, you know, this weekend where every show and you're just going like, who, why are y'all here? Why mm-hmm. would you come here? Y'all need to, you're wasting your money. Like Leanne's <laughs> taught you're like, and go wash their car. And you just, you just feel like that. Cause you're like, I'm not anything special, man. Like, and you're, you know, so I, it's like, that's all I would say. Not to <laughs> diffuse your point. I think there'd be times I would be annoyed by it. Yeah. Have you seen the video Faith Hill at the CMAs where she faked outrage? That's also fun too. When you've been in it, doing it so long that they, you know, they have all the nominees up, yeah. and then they announce Carrie Underwood, and she's like, "What?" and she like yeah. storms off. Yeah, and people thought it was real, but it's clearly is a joke. She yeah. was just having fun, and that's yeah. fun too. That's fun too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny too. Yeah, there's no way we're gonna be able to play any of these videos. Well, you don't have to. Yeah, that was the gist of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, award shows are good. Like, uh, they need award shows were great. They were great. Like I feel like they've they've 
they're still there. Like they uh, feel like they've dropped off. They got to get back to being the fun that they were. I mean, because it was it was award shows were very fun. They were fun to watch. They were fun to do. It was it was a good time. How much of you of that do you think is the award shows changing versus just you changing and you look at them differently now? I think the award shows change. I mean, I think it was. Uh, you know, it's like a, a big part of it too is like the movies. Like you look at the Oscars, like they're nominated movies that you're like, I don't know who, I don't, I've never heard of these movies because they're making, it's all Marvel, Star Wars. It's all these kind of movies. And then the ones that are nominated for Oscars, like don't get, no one even knows about them. Like you're, you know, like the one with Leonardo Rev, Revenant or is that what it's the called? Revenant. The Revenant. Yeah. Yeah. So like that one was like a big one because it's got Leonardo DiCaprio in. Like or if it's got some big actors in it, but some of these other ones that are winning, you're like, I don't know what that is. Uh, Parasite, when it won, like I heard that's great or something, but like I never saw Parasite. Like I don't know where I would have gone. Like I'm not, if you're living, like was it on the movie theaters? Like you go to Opry Mills and- I think I watched it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's like you're not going to like, but I mean, most people are like, I'm going to Opry Mills to watch a movie like or- Opryland, or I'm going to like they they don't have Parasite, they don't have like mm-hmm. it's it's all kind of like they're almost making movies for people, right? Like they're making for like the America is like or you know the world, but they're like here's all the regular people, y'all go watch these movies, and then these are the movies that are like so it's almost getting like wine tasting, like it's getting too specific that you're like. People are like, I don't even know. I've never heard of one of these movies. So like I don't like I would I don't know if I I'm not really invested in it. Right. right. But when I would go before, you'd be like, we saw Goodwill on you everybody saw all of these movies. And that elevated the award shows. The ratings show, I mean, 2021, which weird year because of COVID, 9.8 million Americans watched last year's Academy Awards. In 2014, it was 40 million. So that's a huge drop off in just a short amount of time. Um, 40 million mm. yeah I mean they're huge I mean those are almost mash what's the <laughs> what's the most ever like uh, I don't know but uh, the ratings um, for the Academy Awards last year was 1.9 the year before it was 5.3 wow which that's a huge drop just in one year 1.9 means that 1.9% um, of adults watch watched it Wow. Uh, they're all dropping to some degree. The Emmys uh, hit the all-time low in 2020. They, its peak was not the 19, early 90s and early 2000s. I can do that. So that was your heyday. But, <laughs> but. You go, the Emmys dropped, and they uh, just moved this just- in front. <laughs> <laughs> what were they in 1999? They were huge. <laughs> well, this is the uh, Mid-South Emmy Awards, by the way. Oh, yeah. It was on TV, though. It was on uh, PBS, local, oh. local PBS. <laughs> well, you know, this year's Grammys, they may have a nice bump, you know, Mr. Bragazzi nominated. That's true. And I know one guy that won't be watching. Yeah. Well, earlier. That <laughs> <laughs> it, it, if Nate wins, he's going to be like, all right, first things first. Uh, I just want to apologize for calling Brian a cow. Uh, <laughs> I might bring it back up. If I win. I go, I'll be honest with you. I finally got rid of that guy. Brian's been just holding me back, draining yeah. me. It's amazing what he can do when he cut the dead weight out of your yeah. life. And I, think, and I think everybody knows exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> Put the picture yeah. up on the screen behind you. Yeah, if he wins, it's all bets off. Speaking of pictures, can we talk about this, man? Can we talk about who is sitting next to me right now? Hey. Someone. 
So Nick Novicki, people might not know. Uh, the Golden Globes, a lot of people protested this year, didn't show up. Nick does not care about any of that. <laughs> Can I read some he from? He supports them full time. From Variety Magazine. Yeah. This is from January 2nd, January 4th. There will be no celebrity presenters <laughs> this year at the Golden Globe Award. Variety has obtained a copy of an email where talent bookers sent several publicity agencies, and they were able to secure no talent clients for the show. Sources say no celebs have agreed to take part. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's when my time to shine yeah, comes. Yeah, baby, yeah. Everyone out, you know, the, all a lot of fallouts, and then boom. <laughs> That was my opportunity. So they did it. This was a very cool thing, though, Nick. Yeah. It doesn't you know, take away the all the, <laughs> but that this stuff doesn't even matter. This, no, like this is this is uh, the Golden Glove. It's a. It was very cool that you got to do. This. So so this is by far the craziest phone call I ever get in my life. I get a phone call the Friday before the Sunday Golden Globes, <laughs> and there was a presenter for two awards: the Best Actor. And best supporting actor, two of the biggest awards, yeah. got COVID. And they asked me, like, in the literally 23rd hour, they've already, you know, got rehearsals, <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. We want you to present these awards. You know, Hollywood Foreign Press, they support the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge with a grant. They asked me last minute because of this fallout. Wow. And it is just the craziest call I ever get in my life. Yeah. You got rehearsals tomorrow. I'm like, what? They're like, we're going to send you the script. There's two scripts. Don't worry. We got teleprompter. So don't worry about it. Now, let's cut to the last time I was on. And we had a lot of people reaching out. The folks have still been reaching out about my eye problem. Yes. I have keratosis. I don't know how many eye doctors and people with eye problems are fans of this show. But I have received 50 emails of people Supporting yeah, me and a great. lot of people, they're saying, look, it is a big deal, but don't worry about it. You only really need to do something if it affects your life. Okay. If, yeah. if your, your vision affects your life. Now I accept this thing and I can't read teleprompter. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Eye, so the most important yeah. call I ever get in my life yeah. and I cannot read. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll be at the Beverly Hilton tomorrow for the rehearsal. And I got these giant scripts and I'm starting to kind of memorize. Now, this is a tuxedo event, too. And I have two tuxedos that I got from different shoots. But I brought one of the tuxedos with me to New York. So now I'm running around. I don't have a tuxedo shirt. I don't have a tuxedo tie. I'm trying to memorize. And I'm like, oh, I get to the rehearsal. Wait, you brought it to New York? What's yeah, New York? I, I brought, I was doing something else. Oh. And so I brought like the wrong pants and the wrong shirt with oh. me. So now I got the wrong. I've got missing. This is in New York. Or? No, no, no. This is in yeah. L.A. But I'm, I'm, I have to get on that Saturday morning the correct matching yes. of a tuxedo. Yeah. I don't even have this, and I'm, I'm trying to memorize. And I get up to the rehearsal, and I, I show up, and everybody is doing one take, and it's going great. People do teleprompter all the time. Yeah. Everybody that's presenting, and and it gets to me, and, and right before I go up, I go, you know, hey guys, uh. I got really bad vision, so I just want. Yeah. Ah, don't worry about it. Everyone, you know, it's it's huge font. You're gonna see it. And there's five <laughs> cameras. They, it, it wasn't televised on NBC, but they still shot it this exact same mm-hmm. way, same location, same yeah. cameras. And so I get up there, and I just can't see. I am like, I'm in that moment where you're just like, oh, I should have listened to the folks. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm now trying to see, and I kind of have some memorized. 
and I kind of can see certain things and I'm just making up other things that have nothing to do with it. I'm like, yeah. And they did come with the car and they're like, what are you talking about? They came with the car. I mean, I am just saying. And so I get through it and everybody else is one take great. And I get, I get through on the side and the guy who was the stage manager goes, you might want to stay here. I, I have a feeling we're going to do this again. Like, oh, man. Because, no. you know, in your head, you're like, maybe it's not as bad as yeah. I thought it's going. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy's like, yeah, just stay here. I think we're doing it again. <laughs> and we don't do it again. And the stage manager, everybody goes, look, I understand you couldn't see it. Don't worry. We actually had Betty White as a presenter two years ago. So we created a Betty White font for the teleprompter. And so we're going to give you that. And I'm like, how great. I am literally using the font of a 98-year-old yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still like, the writers are like, look, we don't have time to actually do it again with this Betty White font. So you should just memorize it. So now I stay up all night memorizing these two speeches, really tough names, including one of the yeah. nominees was Denzel Washington, oh, yeah. actually. And I'm I'm memorizing the speeches and you know you're just you're just in that moment. Where you're like, oh man, I, I hope this goes good. You're, you're praying. You you really just want yeah. it to go good. And I show up for the actual awards right before it. A writer comes up to me and goes, "Hey, just want to let you know, we changed the script. Don't worry, it's on the <laughs> teleprompter." And I'm like, "But I can't read the teleprompter." <laughs> and so I I go up and it what did you say to him before you go? Oh, that's cool. I mean, I, I just was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to read it. He goes, and they just walk away. You yeah. know, it's like everybody's got different jobs. <laughs> yeah. They're, you know, they're doing what they're told to do. It's like the army when you're on a production. So they're like, this is the script. Yeah. Don't worry. You're going to read it. And I'm like, but I can't. And they, he's already gone. You know, yeah. they're, they're in, they're in television, like producing mode, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I get up there and I actually could read, you know, parts of the Betty White font. And it's just really huge. It's just humongous. It's like one word at a time. Usually it's like <laughs> four sentences on the thing. It's like one word. And, and I have things memorized. And luckily, like I was able to kind of improv a little and bring energy. And and it was one of those magical things where it really went great. Yeah. And I I knew in the moment where I was like, wow, everything is 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 landing. I'm throwing little jokes. I presented an award to Will Smith. And I'm like, it's a Will Smith. I went crazy. Everybody else is that regular energy. (laughs) And I'm like, I want to learn how to play tennis because of this movie. You know what I'm saying? I'm like doing crowd work. And it's like, it was a really magical moment. And I get off stage and the director was like, wow, that was really great. And I got to be honest, yesterday, I did not think this was going to go very good. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to thank my guardian angel, Betty White, because it was like that moment where you're like, Thank God she was 98 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And here two that's years awesome. ago. Well, that's like uh, the famous um, John Travolta when he mispronounced, was it a Dina Mazel? And says it's something like you would say it. Yeah. Kind of. But he said afterwards, they changed it last minute to make it phonetic. Is, is oh, that the yeah. right word? Yeah. Phonetic. And so he was, he just tried to read it how she said it. And that's how it, they totally messed him up. Well, it just was, I, I had never honestly read teleprompter too. So when I was in the rehearsal trying to read it and I can't read it, I just started going on complete different talking points. And they were like, what are you even talking about? This isn't even in the script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and De Niro actually did something like that. So there, I could hear like a crew guy going, hey, I think he's pulling a De Niro. Oh, yeah. 
Did uh, did you do? Uh, I like that you told, said like you said you want, I want to play tennis because of this movie. Yeah, like, yeah. So Will Smith won. Will Smith won. So I yeah. present. And when I saw it was Will Smith. First of all, some of the nominees have very difficult names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I was having a hard time pronouncing certain names. And Will Smith was one of those names. And I was like, I hope to God it is Will Smith. Yeah. Because I'm a fan and it's the easiest name to say and I'm not going to mess it up. Yeah. And when I saw it, I just was also just like knowing that I got through everything I had to get through and it went good. Yeah. Instead of like it was new things and, you know, and it went good. And I saw Will Smith and I was like, it's Will Smith, <laughs> you know, and then I, King Richard. And then after I was like, you know, and I always wanted to learn how to play tennis, you know, this movie made me want and I just start going into this thing and everybody's like on board with me and, and everybody else's energy is just like, cause I'm the only comic, you yeah. know, that's, or, you know, people that really talk a lot, you know, even actors, they're generally not like they will say lines, but I was at now a 12. I was yeah. so fired up. Nick's the first presenter to get the wrap up music. Yeah. <laughs> get him off. Uh, it was just, it was that moment where you just had the adrenaline and just felt so happy. And I was, cause, cause there was a time earlier that day where I was like, I think I'm going to quit show business. Yeah. Like I'm like yeah. thinking like you just start to get down that alley where you're like, everything's going wrong. Yeah. I can't see it. And I'm trying to memorize, but it's like a lot of stuff and you're memorizing it within a, not even a yeah. day. Yeah. And then literally within the hour before they completely change everything that's you've been memorizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it's funny. Why would they change the script? They do just, that all the time. Yeah. Every, everything like that. It yeah. happens. And so yeah. you gotta be like, you know, it happens on it. Luckily I have yeah. that experience from TV and working on TV and, and they change stuff too. Yeah. And you got to, you know, you got to still do it. So, I mean, I I was very honored like that I got that opportunity and having been in the business for 20 years, it's like if I didn't have a ton of experience, it could have gone so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally called I called Nate when I got this opportunity yeah. like an hour after and I was like, "Look, part of me, I'm like, this is an amazing opportunity, probably the most exciting phone call I've ever got. And if it goes great, it is an amazing thing that I'll have for the rest of my life that no one could take away." Yeah. But if it goes bad, I'll be able to go on the Nate Land podcast yeah. and talk about all this vision yeah, advice yeah, yeah, yeah. that I didn't listen to. Yeah. <laughs> were there any recipients there? No. So you just announced it. And- you were it, it. It was it was like uh, you know all different organizations that get funding from the Hollywood Foreign Press gives out a ton of grants and they give out a grant to the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge which we just opened up registration. It's happening this year, April 5th to April 10th. You make a film that has somebody with a disability in front of or behind the camera. This year's genre is superhero. Go to disabilityfilmchallenge.com to learn more. But everybody that was a presenter was a recipient of of a grant or involved in nonprofit, you know, and it was, it was a year about showing all the great work that the Hollywood foreign press does. And so there there wasn't really anybody that was there was like Jamie Lee Curtis and Schwarzenegger, but they they also, you know, did videos that yeah. so it was it was really more about the Hollywood Foreign Press and organizations they support. So I also had that advantage too, to where a lot of these people do great work, but they also are not used to talking in front of people. Right. Yeah. Now they are used to reading teleprompter. <laughs> so I was like, ah <laughs> Did you open the envelope before? Yes, yeah, so it was it was ex- exactly as you would see. Literally the exact same location. It's in the the Hilton, which mm-hmm. I used to stay all the time. Yeah. I would swim in the pool whenever Nate would be in town. Yeah. 
And and the same exact thing. You give the speech and then you go and the nominees and then you open up this like golden envelope and it has the name. Mm-hmm. And that's like to see Will Smith's name too and read that. And I mean, it's it's just, it's surreal. They have all the Golden Globes right there. The nominees were Denzel Washington, Will Smith. Yeah, Benedict know. Cumberbatch, Javier Bardem. That was Javier Bardem. I... That was in the re- rehearsal script that I was, I was, and I kept saying Javier Bardeen, <laughs> Bardeen. I, I was saying it wrong. My wife was like, it's them, like Democrat, <laughs> Bardem. Bardem. <laughs> Bardem. When you open the envelope, does it say anything besides Will Smith, King Richard? Uh, no. My buddy read the wrong winner of the Mid-South <laughs> Emmy Awards. My buddy Ben, the same one who got nominated yeah. Twice and lost both. <laughs> yeah. If anybody remembers that story, that's, I don't know. My buddy, we've told him a few times. He was nominated twice in the same category. There was four nominees. He was two of the four. They announced, we have a tie. <laughs> he was neither of the winners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how great. Uh, like, I love that. Uh, that's un, it's unreal. Dude. It's the odds of that are, I think it's. It's just, what are the odds of you getting nominated twice in a category mm-hmm. and the other two people tie? And that's if they, yeah, golly. He also so was a presenter once, and uh, it was for Best Live Broadcast or something like that. So the Mid-South Emmy Awards, it's kind of weird. They were nominated mm-hmm. from for last year's show. So when he opens up the envelope to read the winner, they didn't win, but the, but it said in there, it still had their title at the top of the page. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he just read, he thought they won. So he read their name and then everyone just froze. They didn't play the clip. They didn't play whatever. And then the real winner just came up and won and accepted. Oh, did they, did they know? Everybody knew it was wrong? Every, well, the production people knew know the winner because yeah. they have to know. So they played like, you know, once they announced the winner, they play the clip of what yeah. they did, and then those people, the winners, real winners, saw it, and then they came on up there. But he had, he actually announced the wrong winner, and so then they and he just turned and looked at the screen, and yeah. they didn't start it, and he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, that's and that's the big fan. What's the other one? The Warren Beatty, or yeah, that's the biggest, the yeah. best picture, at the yeah. Academy Awards. Well, yeah. now after this process, though, because you have a whole other day of rehearsal the day before, same location, all the cameras. And they give you the, a different name. And I thought, I was like, I think they just told me who won the Golden Globes. Like, you know, and it was, it's a it's a dummy. But I think they give you the, the harder names on the oh, rehearsal. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you better know all these names. <laughs> so if you wanted to find out if you win or not, just go to the rehearsal. <laughs> and if you hear your name, you're guaranteed you didn't win. Well, maybe actually, I think some of the people were winners. Oh, yeah. They just gave me the tough names. They're like, yeah. he's having a hard time reading regular. We better give him. Yeah, better throw Mahershala <laughs> Ali at him. Yeah. See what happens. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Oscar, when they give it to you, it's already engraved with your name. Yeah. But the Grammy is not. That's just a fake one that you use for pictures, and then they mail you the real one later. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't want anyone to, to know. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, the Oscars, they already have it. They yeah. already have it, so it's got your name on it when they give it to you. Wow. If you win a Grammy, you're going to put it in here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put it somewhere. Like right here. Yeah, we'll find, here. A, <laughs> find a spot for it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he'll, he'll break this on air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah. looked up why they're called. I forgot to look up Tony. I don't know why Tony's called Tony. 
an Oscar is called an Oscar because the one of the women who worked there said it kind of looked like the statue looked like her uncle Oscar. Oh. So that's why they call it that. That's all it took, huh? Yeah, that's so funny to be this big kind of Academy Award is like this big name. And Oscar is a good – Oscars is – it's a great name. Yeah. But it's funny that it all just starts with like – it almost like you would take the awards. It makes them not seem as serious. <laughs> if someone uh, – like if you won an Oscar and then you're looking at it and just someone just came up to you and said, you know, it's called an Oscar because this lady, like, looked like it looked like her uncle. And then he just walked away. You would be like, well, it's not even impressive anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Grammy's called a Grammy because it's short for gramophone because that's okay. what the image is. Okay. Yeah. Emmy is, it was. Emmaphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's close, actually. It was originally I-M-M-M-Y, which is a TV, a piece of TV equipment. And they said, well, let's soften it and call it Emmy, like a girl's name. Mm. So that's why it's called that. Uh, I-M-M-Y is a TV it says it's um, short for image orthicon tube, which oh. which that doesn't spell Emmy, but yeah. Uh, but then they said let's feminize it and call it Emmy with an E. Yeah. All right. And Tony, I forgot to look. Yeah. It's so crazy too, though the the adrenaline after the show because it's live. It's all these things. They have to be. There's no mistakes. It's all it's it's all shot to air. Mm. So when when it's done, everybody's in this just crazy, ah, exciting kind of moment. And I actually worked, too, behind the scenes for the Emmys a while ago. I was, like, producing a segment. And I was at this party. It's, it's called the Governor's Ball. And this was still a big accomplishment. I'm working behind the scenes. And this lady who was a, a governor, she's high up in the Emmys, comes up to me. And she said, you know, I just want to tell you. We have a lot of plans for you. We really think you have a huge future with us. And I was like, oh, my God. She yeah. loves what I'm doing with this behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff. And then it dawns on me that she thinks I'm Peter Dinklage. I was about to say. <laughs> she thought you are Peter Dinklage, yeah. <laughs> she did. So she had a lot she of big did. plans with Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah. But it, like, I, was, I, I went from being like so honored and like, oh, yeah. my God, that's the nicest thing I've ever heard. And then yeah. to being like – that's the funniest thing I ever heard. And I'm like laughing in real time a little bit, trying to be like, you know. Yeah. Have you uh, ever attended any of the award shows just as an audience? No. Yeah. No, not not like this. You Are know? you a member? You always answer it like you're about to say yes. <laughs> you see like, is a story coming yeah, behind? Yeah, did you, did yeah, you notice yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he goes. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, was, I almost did. I got a lot of almost. Yeah. All right. Because I. I'll get a lot of like, hey, we may have a ticket for you or just come and yeah. you know, I'll be hanging out and I go to the parties after, but yeah. God, never made so, it in. Is that, I mean, you're, it's, <laughs> he does it a lot too. Like he goes, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you think like, oh, I was going to get a little story out of it. No, no, no. Uh, I, yeah, I went to the, we went to the after party. For the, what? The Grand, uh, Grand. Golden Globes. Was Didn't it Golden Globes? Yeah, you went with. Didn't you go with Jimmy Fallon? Or? Yeah, but I thought it was maybe it was Emmys or Grammys. No, because it was it was NBC. Oh, oh yeah. So I guess it was Golden Globes, and uh, and then we went to the uh, when I first was like working with Fallon, we were going to write a show and we wrote that show together. It's uh, we went and me and Laura. Have we talked about this? I don't know. Like. Uh, me and Laura went, uh, and I got invited to. It was like the first kind of crazy thing to be like. They were like, "Do you want to come to the after party 
to the uh, you know to their after party. We found tonight shows after party, and so we were like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And he was like, oh my gosh, this was like the first kind of like Hollywoody thing to be like, oh man, who's gonna be there mm-hmm, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And so, and then we go, and I went and bought a tux, or I bought a suit, like, the day before. Like, I, we found out very late. I had to buy a suit. Just, you know, I didn't know what you were supposed to wear, like, and all this kind of stuff. And we went in, and, uh, and like, you know, everybody's there. I remember seeing, like, Nicole Kidman and uh, – who's she married? Chris Martin? Or, no. No, he, Nicole no, – no, I know. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. Nicole yeah. Kidman and uh, – I know Keith Urban, Nicole Kidman. They live here in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But but they're in uh but like we saw them and like um Did you say like Bill Maher was there? Or? Yeah, Bill Maher was there. Eric Stone Street, who I've become friends with, but he was there. Uh Spade, David Spade, who I, I didn't really know Spade at that point. I I've met him a few times and I just said what's up to him real quick. Uh and then like, yeah, but it was just like we were just me and Laura just looked around, it was like just crazy. It's just yeah. like it's like an office party, but it's everybody's fam- you know, fat like everybody's famous. Yeah. And, and you're just sitting there and you're like, good night, dude. And this is, you know, now you dress a little more fancier. And this <laughs> is like Nate with the Cumberland t shirt. Oh know? yeah. This is <laughs> a very loose suit, Nate. We had a, uh, a fun uh overdressed up event, you know, when did, did we talk about when, when we went to for the the uh the christmas party yeah so when he was on boardwalk <laughs> when nick was on boardwalk empire uh he got invited to the christmas party for the cast yeah and he could bring a plus one and i'm staying with nate and, and he's staying yeah he's staying at our house so his plus one was me <laughs> so he's like you want to come i can bring some and i was like all right yeah so i'll go so me and nick go it's uh at a, again and this is I mean, Nick's been around these people, but like I'm, I've never been around any of these people. Like I don't know, you know. It's like you're just kind of like nervous to be like, oh, these like celebrities are going to be there and these famous these actors. And so Nick, uh, he gets it. He goes, look, you got to dress up. This is like a real nice place, right? And I was like, all right. So like I don't, I don't have clothes to dress up. So I put on. Uh, look at Nick. That doesn't even look yeah. like you. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so I put. Uh, uh, I wear like I there's a picture of this yeah. somewhere. But there I wear like a blue shirt, blue button-down shirt and khaki pants. And then Nick's got like a suit uh, on yeah. or something. And so that's like the only thing I had nice. But and, it was like it was a scramble too. You didn't even like have us. Yeah. Oh, I do have khakis. You tuck yeah. them in in a certain way. Yeah, I tucked <laughs> them in. Yeah, I'm just look. So we go and we get there and the dressed up is like it's just like uh dress cool. Like dress <laughs> You know, it's not like I look like a waiter. <laughs> like I just look like a server, like Michael Scott. Like when he has, like I'm wearing. I mean, I just look like a server, and so I just go in there and I'm like, Nick, everybody's like dressed like you could have just wore something cool. Like, yeah. and I'm like, oh, gosh. And then Nick's got a suit on. He looks good. Like you'd wear a suit. You could wear, you know, just a, you could wear a hoodie with a jacket on it, and like that looked kind of stylish. But uh, so we're going down there. So Nick gets there and he's like, Nick's like, I'm gonna go make the rounds, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, well, I'll just sit up at the bar. Like I don't know anybody. He's like, Steve Buscemi's there. Like we talked to him. That dude's the best. He's like the nicest dude you could ever meet Greatest in your guy. life. Uh, the guys that all in the boardwalk empire, the guys that played Al Cap- or uh, played Al Capone or whoever. I mean, he played Al Capone and something else. Uh, 
But he's that dude, like it was like his first thing. And so like some of those guys, it was cool to get to meet them because you could just see like they can't believe that they were here. You just went up and talked to them and they were like, oh, yeah, man. I remember we just all talked and they were just so it was like just a very kind of awesome night. And uh, so Nick's walking around, got a glass of wine. So Nick's got a glass of wine. And he's like, I'm going to go make my rounds. And so I just sit at the bar like alone. I'm just minding my own business, kind of stay out of the way. (laughs) And then Nick comes back and Nick's Nick's had a a few to drink. (laughs) And But his wine glass is like the same that it's been. I'm like, Nick, I go, you're getting drunk, dude. I go, you don't need to. I go, why? I go, have you even drank this wine? It's still full. He goes, they just keep filling it up. (laughs) So like Nick holds it here. And he doesn't even know, but like they're, you know, they're, they have people walk around just pouring wine into, <laughs> and like where Nick's holding it is just perfectly that, like, <laughs> it just looks like he always wants more. <laughs> so these servers are just walking around and they're just constantly, so every sip he takes, it looks like he hasn't drank it. Plus, this is like, I've never been to something like this yeah. either. This is the first season. A couple months into filming first season, and I've never been invited to anything like this. So I have no idea. I'm like, Nate, you need to wear a tuxedo. You know, like yeah. I have no idea what we're supposed to be yeah. in. And we were going to eat. And I go, no, no, no. They got an amazing spread of food. Yeah. And we show up and there is no food. No. <laughs> so we haven't Everybody eaten all day. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't think I've drank at all because I keep looking and I'm in conversation yeah. at this wine. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it was caught it, up in the moment. It was caught up in the moment. Yeah. And and I, I don't even think it was five minutes. Like, it was literally such a short period of time oh. when I left you and came back. We, right when we walked in, you left me. <laughs> and then I, but I knew, I get it. Like, I knew it. Like, it's like, let me go make my rounds. You don't want to walk around and be like, yo, this is my buddy. Like, you know, so I was like, I'll just stay over here. Go, like, just mm-hmm. mingle and like, you know. And uh, and then, but we talked to Steve Buscemi. Like, we talked. He was, he's a, he was a big comedy fan. Like, he didn't know us, but mm-hmm. he was very interested in comedy and all that kind of stuff. He knew Nick, obviously. But, uh, and then the best was like, we had this one guy, so Big J Okerson, uh, everybody knows what he looks like, but Big J, so there was a guy, so one thing I like to do with Nick is if I see someone that looks like it's someone we know, I, uh, will tell Nick that that's him and I just hope Nick goes and talks to him. (laughs) So there's a guy that kind of looks like Jay and I go, dude, Big J's here. Now there's, this is invite only. There's no way for Big J to ever be invited to this thing. (laughs) And, uh. So I go, ah, Big J's here. And Nick looks at him. He goes, are you kidding? Nick's had enough to drink. <laughs> so he goes, are you kidding me? And Nick walks over and just hits the guy in the leg. <laughs> just punches this guy. And then he looks up and he's like, can see it's not Jay. So he just immediately just, he hits him and looks up and goes, hey, man. Hey, so what's your name again, man? <laughs> ah, like, it's great to see you again. Great to see you, man. My what man. was your name again? Yeah, like, yeah. The dude's like, what is happening, Because <laughs> he wasn't facing us either. And the guy, in fairness, Big J at that time would have his long hair. He's he a big, a long guy. Hair, big guy. He, there was this a guy, chain he had yeah. like around like for his wallet. It was a perfect It was perfect, you know, and not facing. So yeah. when I see him and I'm just everything. You're Again, the adrenaline of all this. This is yeah, just it's brand fun, new. It's, it's like exciting. Yeah. And there wasn't, I don't know how much wine I've had, but it was enough to where I just see him and I go, Hey, and I yeah. just hit clock him. And the guy just goes, and he God, just, he just turns around. And go, I mean, hey, hey. what's did you your know, name again? Did you know him at all? No, I no. mean, there's like there's a hundred people on the yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. It's no one knows. Yeah, it's he. It was just the the way you go, hey, <laughs> and the guy's like, hey, and you're just like, 
hey, uh, what's your name again? Like, <laughs> you know, and oh man, it was the best. Uh, the other one with Jay, I told you, remember I told you that he tried out for the Jets and didn't make it? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah. I told I him. I believed him. He believed him. This was, uh, this, I don't, he wouldn't believe, I don't know if he would believe that now, but this was, and I, Jay's like outside the comedy cellar and Jay smokes cigarettes. Jay's smoking a cigarette <laughs> with fingerless gloves on. <laughs> And I go, hey, just I don't even know how we got into it, but it just kind of came up. And I said, hey, uh, Jay tried out. Uh, he walked on the New York Jets. Yeah, but uh, you were like, too. You were like, yeah. he made the practice squad. I go, he made the practice squad. As a tight end. But they just cut him. But but here's the thing, too. I say Nate, Nate is so good at these things with me. And this is going back years. Yeah. So he actually had other people in on this before I knew again. Mm. So I told Jay. He told Jay and somebody else. So he's like. He made the, you know, and it was like he made the practice team. Yeah. So it wasn't like he's in the game. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I walk away and somebody else is like, yeah, don't talk to Jay about the Jets. Yeah. And I was like, so everybody, this is yeah, a big yeah. deal here. So yeah. I see him. I go, hey, man, sorry about that getting yeah. cut. You know? <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that was a fun one. <laughs> I mean, Jay's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Like that, that guy's gonna go for make the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's, he says he smokes a cigarette. He's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I just gonna, you know, I, like, I mean, you know, how good you would have to be to make the practice squad, and you're an active smoker. Yeah. <laughs> you would be one of the best athletes of all time. And he hasn't played football in probably twenty years, but no. I think he's yeah. just. Yeah, made I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. When, when was this? Oh, I mean, two thousand five, six, something like that. I, I think it was probably less than ten years ago. Honestly, <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was enough ago. to where he also. You were was living in New York, so much older. I, I swear, this was like, you know. No, no, you were living in New York. So you, I moved there in '04. So we met in '04. You've been gone almost ten years. Yeah, I've been gone. When did you move to LA? I mean, I moved when you moved in with Laura. Yeah, so '06. So oh, it was oh, 2004 six. to 2006 because you were living there. Unless you came back. I think sure it was. You, I was you would come back, back and always stay with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It does. I don't think it really matters. Only people are like, well, let's get it down. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just What are we looking at? But Jay used to have uh, long hair. Now yeah. it's cut short. Uh, but yeah. Do you know anyone who's ever been a seat filler? No. No. I don't. A seat filler? No. Somebody mm. actually told me once, this is going back almost 20 years ago, that the David Letterman show, I wouldn't be able to be there because I'm too distracting in the audience. Just in general. I'm too distracting to sit in an audience because they would think I'd be part of a bit or a sketch. I was like, I just want to watch the show. They were like, you can't, because then we're gonna have to pay you. I was like, yeah. I wanna I wanna pay to watch this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like early two thousands. But I was so stunned. I mean it That's wasn't so like, unfair. It wasn't like a kid, it was like an official person with like a clipboard. Yeah. Yeah. You're too distracted. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So I don't think they could say that now. Uh, you can't. You can't. I mean, it should have been back then, but I don't. I mean, uh, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine now? The guy, I don't know. It's just too much. <laughs> It'd be too much. We couldn't even, you know. That's oh, too that's funny. So funny. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know a seed filler? Just Kramer. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a great one. Uh, hey, the kid just on camera, they got some explaining to do. The, the Me- 2009 CMA Music Awards. 
Taylor Swift sang her song 15. Yeah. Where I was kind of a seat filler. They wanted just a bunch of like high school, college age kids yeah. in the background. You can actually see me at one point here. She's singing. This is like a little pit area on the back corner of it. And then there I am right there. Where? Where? Right there in the middle. Right oh, there. Wow. <laughs> oh, just hanging out, dude. Yeah. You're the only one not swinging your hands. I, yeah. I didn't know the song that well at this point. Every t- single person has their hands up except Aaron. Yeah. You can't just move your hands? Yeah. I'm just hanging out, yeah. man. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Looking around. You're that you're that guy. I believe he's the only that guy, too. Yeah. There's like 25 yeah. women around him. Yeah, you're around a bunch of pretty girls. You don't have a good time. You, you trying to act cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was trying to do a little bit of that. Probably it's probably a mix of that. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't know the song that well. You, I, I remember you look at the camera and you're like, I don't know the song that good. Like, still, that's how cool you act. Like you, where you, the camera hits you, you like. I don't listen to this type of music. I, I listen to more like Nine Inch Nails and stuff. And it's the whole that's totally yeah, that's the whole Taylor Swift video is just you trying to act like. I'm not a I'm not Taylor Swift. This is like a girl thing. Like yeah. I'm more of like you know I'm a Weezer guy. So you know, just I don't know. Were you trying to sing along? It looked like you were moving your mouth. No, they a little told bit. everybody, please sing along. And I, but I, I didn't know that. I know the song very well now, but I, don't, I didn't know what it song was. It? Fifteen oh, by Taylor Swift. I've been rolling so, with it. <laughs> so you were just like, I mean, look how everybody's so into it. Yeah, and you were just mouthing, kind of like pretend. I didn't know the camera was on me at that point. <laughs> yeah. See, these these are the girls I went to high school with right here. You know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know them. Melissa and Samantha. And then I'm just in the mix, man. I remember that was a very fun. And how and did you did you get it though? Like cause you knew her brother? Like So yeah, she told her brother, like, just bring a big group of kids yeah. from your high school out and you can yeah. be in this area. Yeah. So I was I was just one of them. Oh yeah. That's super cool. Wait, where yeah, and she went to She went to Hendersonville High yeah. School. Oh yeah, yeah. She went to Hendersonville. And see, there's an HHS loves Taylor. I didn't see that. That's oh yeah, and then uh, and and you're and then you went to. Uh, it's only got 2,600 views. It's her least viewed video. Here's <laughs> uh, the one who posted it. This is the yeah. This is the only video they were like, no, you can definitely show this one. I mean, I, I'm. It's remarkable that this. Taylor Swift live. How does it only have twenty six? Oh, this is posted by just some unofficial fan channel. Swifty. Oh, that is Taylor Swift featuring Aaron Weber. (laughs) It's on his website. (laughs) It's a credit. Is it? I get brought up on stage. (laughs) And her brother went to your high school. Yeah. 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 JP two in Hendersonville. Yeah. And you went on vacations with her family though. One, not it wasn't a regular thing, but I I went on one with her family my senior year. Yeah. High school, pretty yeah, fun. I had forgotten about this till till we were talking about yeah that that happened. Did y'all ever like vacation? Did you ever have just would y'all ever you and her be like alone and like you have just like an awkward conversation? <laughs> you're like like whatever because you're there with her brother, you know, like something you're. She, I mean, she's Taylor Swift at this point, uh-huh. and so like just mad, like you know, like y'all are like in the lobby waiting to go on a tour or something, and you're she's like you're like. So, hey, you going to man, school's been kind of crazy. You know, you try to talk times. about your normal stuff. A couple times, man. Yeah. I remember I was at their house watching the Notre Dame Stanford game. Yeah. And it was like a great game. And it was down to the fourth quarter. And she came home and was like, Can I, somebody help me with groceries? And I'm just like, Yeah, right. I just like com- yeah. forgot about the game immediately. Yeah. And then it's just like me and her getting grocery bags out of her car. And I'm like, Yeah, so thanks for letting me hang out or whatever. Yeah. You know? 
a few of those like, moments. Yeah. Biggest Notre Dame fan in the world, by yeah, the way. Nick <laughs> yeah, Nick would have done that. Yeah, Nick. So she was already huge then, but she was going to the grocery store? Yeah. 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 She was going out to get But she was huge. Like, was it? Not what she is now, but, but, but she was, starting to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Fearless had just come out, which was a huge album. Yeah. yeah, so probably not. Yeah, like she could probably still, you know. I mean, she could say, yeah, these, everybody can go to the grocery stores still. You were such a fan from like oh, months was, yeah. in. Nate yeah. would sing the songs and be in the I car, and I was yeah. like, "What is this?" Loved it. Like, yeah. and now in hindsight, I I love her, you know. But yeah. I made fun of you early on. Yeah, because you were see, he <laughs> yeah. was mean to me. I'm secretly mean. He's secretly mean. <laughs> Y'all don't see it. All my cards are on the table. Nick hides it and he yells at me off camera. He, what is this, Taylor Swift? You cow. cow. Yeah. Nick's the real bully. He's the real bully. <laughs> to attend the Oscars, you have to be a member of the Motion Picture Academy. Are you? No. I, I might be getting be a member of a, be a grand. I saw Kramer member. got Mickey. He was a member of the Academy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. but he the, is which Academy? Because he didn't say. That's <laughs> Nick. The yeah. funniest thing. I live on the street of the Oscars, so you can't park on my street during the Oscars. And talking about seat fillers, yeah, they have to have a certain amount of people on standby in case people don't show up. Yeah, or you know, and so they line up in tuxedos on my street. Oh, and so wow. you see them, and a lot of these, it's it's like they don't know if they're going to get called in or not, but they're in full <laughs> tuxedos, just hanging out. How many of them don't get in? Like most I think, of them? I think a lot of them get in, yeah. but they don't know where. Like yeah. if somebody gets up and they're nominated, they're not going to go back to their seat. But if you pan with the camera, because there's so many cameras, look with the Grammy, yeah. with the Golden Globes, I could not believe, and this didn't even air. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, it's like six, seven cameras and cranes. So they want to have every seat looking full. So yeah. there's a lot of people that are like, you may not get in. Yeah. People I guess people like, go to the bathroom. and <laughs> they don't I don't know. understand, especially at this point, how many people are up that that's really going to make a difference? And who's it? why does it matter? Does people think you can't really fill? I was about to say, is this such a big problem that you need to jump through all these hoops? Yeah. Just, it just seems like it's overkill. So, like, so if you win an Oscar, you don't come back and watch? I don't think you go back to your seat. You go from that to like there's a separate area where you do an interview and you're on a, a carpet yeah. and you're in you're holding it and you're talking about it. And that's the way it was from the Golden Globe. After you even present, you you go and you you talk about that experience yeah. and you talk about this. And there's other areas. So they have people that go in and you can't just have anybody. Yeah. Because they have to have you be cleared through security. For this, I had to be tested. Three times, you know, I yeah. had to get tested, vaccination cards, all that stuff. So that's a whole other layer now yeah. for the seat fillers. But even before, you know, there would be, you can't just have anybody on the street come up. And they had the whole thing with the one guy that was a seat filler that ran up on stage, I think at the Oscars, right? With the, Oh, really? Where he was a streaker? I, no, but I think he just ran. There, there oh. was a big thing where somebody ran on stage. Recently? I found a couple of clips from years ago. There's one that was streaker that the 1974 Oscars <laughs> oh, just really? ran behind the presenter. And then I uh, think some recently happened. I can't remember if it was the Oscars or something weird happened where somebody ran from the audience. It's uh well, this is the I think it's a little further in, but um the security is unbelievable. Though. There's snipers on the roof. There's for the Oscars, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh well, there's. I mean, there's just so much. I guess probably money there. I mean, there's because they've gotten a lot of threats for like bombs and all kinds. Yeah. Of, so it's like, 
Well, I can't remember when the streaker happened. <laughs> I think it was back. Yeah, I think like, it's I think re- it's real it. fast. Yeah, it's right I may have right misled you. Well, but I think it's in the middle. <laughs> You're streaking. Oh, there it is. There yeah. it is. Yeah, just a, so uh, we're, the Academy Awards. Streaker, oh. 1974 Oscars. <laughs> yeah. He had a great mustache yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, oh, but wow. the best was the guy. This is like at the Emmys. Betty Thomas from was on Hill Street Blues, and she won an award. And a guy, you see her in the audience, like celebrating with her spouse or whatever. And then a guy goes up on stage and says, "Betty could not be here tonight, um, so she wants to thank." And just starts giving a speech. And he's just some guy who crashes <laughs> oh, events. That's great. Oh, really? Just crashed it. And then uh, people, everybody's like, "What is going on?" She's right here. And then he kind of does a little thing. They eventually like usher him off. And not that one. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. But uh, that was the best one. Did I send that to you? Yeah, yeah, the mystery man on stage. No, no, you didn't send me that. Oh, one. sorry. Could you imagine that if you you win something at your entire career? Yeah. <laughs> somebody else just goes up and Takes gives <laughs> gives a speech for you, and you're like, ah, who is this and why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he called himself the great imposter. He was. Pulled similar pranks at sporting events, including the Super Bowl. I don't know what he did there, but he was fined $175 and six months probation. That almost seems worth it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think I'll pay this guy if I win $175 to come do it. Yeah. He had a streaker at the uh, Titans game. Oh, yeah. When I when I was there. What would it take for you to do that? I feel like I could. I would do that. One hundred seventy-five dollars. <laughs> a lot of folks commented they thought it was me because they said he gave up way too easy. Yeah. <laughs> he did give up super easy. He didn't. Well, it, you're so tired by the time you get down from your seats <laughs> to the field <laughs> that you're like, <sighs> wish I thought this through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't try to outrun. I mean, they he got laid out by the security guy. Just went and got him. He, he didn't even try to outrun him at all. He was a streaker. No, he wasn't naked. It was just a a guy running the field. Just a guy running on the field. Well, yeah, I don't know why they don't sh- like you know they always. That's the one they always say they don't they don't show it. You mm-hmm. know, and you're like, just show it. Like don't. They're trying to discourage people from doing it. But how yeah, about- but I mean, you're doing it in front of eighty thousand people. I think but that's that'd be the thrill. Twenty million. And then it's yeah, immortalized it, forever on film too. Then you've got a clip of well, it. Well, there was a guy too yeah. that, with the John three sixteen sign, yeah. the Rainbow Man. And people would start paying for him to go to all these crazy events, and he would have to sign. Or you know, I think he ran on the field, and it ended up nuts. This this his story. He ended up like I think there's a thirty for thirty. There's a thirty for thirty. I yeah. I think, but he ended up. Uh, it just got wild. People were paying for him to go to these things, and it ended with him uh, being arrested. You know, and he, he's in jail. Oh, really? For a long time. Think so. I didn't what, know did that. He, what did he do? Because it was there was I, I don't know the whole story, but it was like a <laughs> <laughs> it was like a dog day afternoon where he had he had people like under mm-hmm. you know you know yeah he, he had them basically yeah. in like a hotel. They were like hostages. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you telling the story <laughs> is if I imagine being a detective <laughs> and you're the guy that we're trying to. Like, I, there'd be multiple times I'd go, all right, man, well, thanks for coming in. And then you'd be like, yeah, well, you had people in this hotel as hostages. I'm like, what? Hold on. Come back. <laughs> you're like, it would just start like, you're, it starts so, you're like, it would honestly, like, if you were the one that we're trying to get this guy to go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he just held up the John 316 yeah. sign. Yeah. He, he so. did. 
he did, but look into it. The story gets wild. Our buddy uh, Walker Hayes was a big part of that Chiefs Bengals game yesterday. Oh, really? So the he performed at halftime the fancy song and. Did you see this? Oh. It was so loud that the CBS broadcasters couldn't hear each other to talk. Oh, Somebody really? messed up and put the – they were down on the field at halftime yeah. and put the speakers right in front of them. Oh. So it just blasted out um, oh, everybody. Wow. And yeah. it was a big talk on social media. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy lot. That, like it was just that. I think so. It was just so loud that you're trying to hear the announcers and, mm-hmm. and you just hear it blasting <laughs> behind yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So this guy was charged with uh, – he did take hostages. Mm, took a turn. <laughs> See? The story makes – you know, it's – Yeah, he it's, up, Look it up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. But he would go to every major sporting event. People would, would pay for him to go because he was also – who would hold those signs at John 316. Yeah. And so he would, uh, he would go everywhere wearing the rainbow wig and was very famous to be the ultimate – yeah, person that would and he sneak was like a stuff. crazy and then he ended up being like crazy why did they pay him to hold up that sign well i think uh there were certain people i i don't know all the details but yeah. i think certain people were paying because he was sort of showing you know pro-religion you know message they just bought a ticket and do it themselves because he was he would go into like the world series yeah. and and uh, you know way. like uh the wimbledon and and I think yeah, he I mean, ran on is, the field and ran yeah, this into is all like, the eighties. Uh, yeah. yeah, like this is so where no, not, no internet. Yeah, there's. I mean, you could just get. Listen, this is Roland Stewart was briefly jailed by Moscow police at the nineteen eighty Summer Olympics. In the late nineteen eighties, he began a series of stink bomb attacks. <laughs> Targets included a cathedral, a newspaper, the Trinity Broadcasting Network, and a Christian bookstore. The stated intent of an attempted attack at the AMA. The American Music Awards, bringing it back around to the topic, was to show the public that God thinks this stinks. Yeah. <laughs> so he did a stink bomb attack there. <laughs> I mean, he was a big part of my childhood in the sense that every sporting event I feel like you would see him. Monday Night Football, uh-huh. Howard Cosell. Yeah. I remember just that guy holding the sign. The John 316. Like every yeah. time they would yeah. kick a field goal, because he'd usually be behind the goalpost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had up. the best seats everywhere. Yeah, I wonder how he got all those seats. At the time, I didn't Somebody realize was it was funding it. Oh yeah, yeah. At the time, I didn't realize it was the same guy. Because just... they just wanted, they liked that he was there. Like, or someone was like wanted the message. I think it was people liked it. There was yeah. a religious message. Just yes. that there was the John yeah. three sixteen, and yeah, and he was so recognizable with the wig, and and maybe just somebody thought it was funny that he's doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah, running on you know. So yeah, huh. All right. So uh, egot, do you know what that is? Yeah. It's only been a very few. Uh, you could be the Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. Uh, that's all I know. Yeah, there's. Well, I said it's very, very. I don't contradict oh, myself. Go for West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. Rita Marino. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's been actually more than I realized because there's been a lot of composers and people like that. But just for acting, there's very mm-hmm. few. Helen Hayes, Rita Marino, Audrey Hepburn, um, Whoopi Goldberg, um, and then there's been a few that won. Non-competitive, but they still got like a lifetime award. Barbara Streisand, Liza Minnelli, James Earl Jones, Harry Belafonte, and Quincy Jones. He's a composer, but what? What's non-competitive mean? Like uh, instead of up, they won an award, but but they weren't competing against other people. They got like a lifetime achievement or something oh, like, like that. An honorary, degree. an honorary, yeah. like a Grammy Legend award or an adjunct Oscar, an adjunct Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. I'm probably. I mean, there's more directors and stuff like that, but as far as 
actual actors, very few. Mm. Mm. So you'll get the uh, you'll get the G. If I can win the Grammy, yeah, I get the G. And then you're on your way. If I can win an Emmy. That's possible. Let's see. You win Oscar the Critics' Tony. Choice Award. They just changed the... It's a... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, Grammy, at first blush, you'd think that'd be the hardest one for you. As far as you think a Grammy is music. Yeah. So I could see uh, you in a movie or a TV nah. show or... I think you're going to struggle with that T, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony's. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be e- ego. <laughs> yeah. I could write... Uh, yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Tonight. <laughs> I could write a uh Nate Land the musical. Nate Land the musical or just a is it a Broadway show or does it got to be a musical? Yeah, it could be a Broadway show, right? Oh uh, yeah, I think it's just Broadway awards. Oh, yeah. So you do a Broadway show and just write I mean, Broadway bro- most Broadway shows are musicals, but it didn't yeah. have to be. Could, yeah. A play is what you're saying. Yeah. It's a one-man show about you and Brian's friendship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rate it all. Dead gummit. <laughs> <laughs> Kids not allowed. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, is that it? Well, I thought that would go further. Um, yeah. All right. No, I get. Do you want to guess the who's won the most Oscars? Uh, I would guess Meryl Streep. Yeah, it's Tom very Hanks. Good. Meryl Streep has been nominated by far the most, twenty-one times. Wow! She's wow! That is crazy. That's crazy. Nick, I mean, she won. Nick, she's won three. I mean, how do you only win three? If you're, that's like that's what doesn't make sense. If you're doing something where you're nominated 21 times and you only win three. Susan Lucci was the ultimate, like, you know who that is? Uh, For uh, Daytime Emmy, she was a um, soap opera star, and she was nominated, like, year after year after year after year, and she never would win. And she finally won. But it was, like, a long streak. She was known as the one who always would never win. Wow. Um, but Meryl Streep was nominated 21 times. The next closest is Jack Nicholson with 12. Wow. So she almost doubled Dominating. It. Yeah. But Catherine Hepburn has the most Oscars before. Huh. Hmm. I thought it would be so many, much more than that. Yeah. Four is the most. For ever. acting. I oh, would okay. have thought Meryl okay. Streep had about 10. Yeah. For directing and I was thinking composer. Like like John Williams. I'm yeah, he's probably yeah. got 30 uh-huh. or something like that. Oh, is there like, yeah, who has the most Oscars? Is there someone that has like 30? I looked at, I mean, look, Sound how, many, editing. look how many yeah. John Williams just, yeah, he's been, John Williams is nominated for 52. He's won five. That's still not great. That's still yeah. not, no, but he's has, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's still not uh, crazy. Walt Disney. It's 26. 26 wow. Oscars. Yeah. Wow. SNL's been nominated. I saw where like, just Lauren Michaels has been nominated for like, Almost 100 Emmys, I think. Wow. It's crazy. SNL's like uh, over 250 nominations yeah. in wow. the show's history. But it's been on for 40-something years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nearly 50 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Critics' Choice Awards. There's been two people who won three times. Allison Janney, Sarah Paulson. It's a very new award show. Like, It's my favorite, <laughs> it's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> for TV, I think they've been doing it for like 10 years. Yeah. So I win that one. I mean, if I'm at one... You're on your way. I'm on my yeah. way. I mean, I'm almost, I'm almost to the top. You're in the mix. Yeah. Yep. Tickets for the first ever Academy Award were $5. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, when was the first Academy Awards? 1929. Yeah. People still have to pay to attend. Really? If you're nominated, you don't. The studio or somebody will pay for you. But if you're a member of the Most in Picture Academy and you get a chance to get a ticket, 
ticket prices run from $150 to $750 for wow. seat. But like the actors that are there, I mean, it's only the nominated actors that are there, and then it's... No, because the, this theater holds 3,400 people. Yeah. So it's a big theater, and the Motion Picture Academy is twice that many members, so... Yeah, didn't Sebastian go, Maniscalco, and he was like sitting in the top or something like that? I didn't see that at the Oscars. Well, if you're yeah. part of a movie, though, that's nominated, they'll give tickets to supporting. Yeah, yeah. but they go sit. They don't get to sit. They sit farther back. I mean, I think it depends on what the movie is. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, and he was a part of Green Book, yeah. right? Yeah, Which and won, that one won the Oscar. Big shout out, Peter Farley, the best best guy. Yeah, but if you ever sit at Nick the top, Farley. you'd probably still see some pretty well known actors. Yeah, I'm probably. I'm guessing. Yeah, I would. You would see. Yeah. Or that's, someone like that's good. I mean, it's crazy because yeah. Sebastian's like someone like in that world where they go, you know, like he's everybody's kind of looks at him like, oh, well, I don't know who this guy is. You're like, well, this guy could sell this room out alone, maybe ten to fifteen times. Right. Like it's it's kind of weird. Very few of the other people who are more famous could do that. Oh, they you couldn't. Know? Maybe not. none of them. Maybe you know? none of them. Yeah. Maybe none of them. Not as much as he could. If it was like Brad Pitt was going to go speak. Like, I don't, you could say, he could probably sell it out, but you're like, when people are like, what is he going to do? Like, yeah. you wouldn't know what he's going to do. Could like Leonardo DiCaprio sell out an arena? No. Uh, no. I mean, that, yeah. that is, that's funny. That is, that's always the craziest thing is like, you know, like it seems like, you know, people are like, oh, who's this Sebastian guy? And you're like, that guy, I mean, he sold out four gardens. <laughs> Listen to this, how crazy this is. 1961. So the, the biggest award for Grammys is Album of the Year. 1961, Bob Newhart won not just for Comedy Album of the Year, Album of the Year for wow. anything. The last award. He beat out Harry Belafonte, Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, and two other nominees. <laughs> wow. How crazy is that? With a That's comedy album? With a comedy, With a comedy album. album. Whoa. Wow. Was it musical or was it, it was like his like calls and stuff? And Yeah, it was no, it was comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It was like his I think it was his first one because he also yeah. like got best newcomer or something like that. <laughs> They didn't do uh, – they, they probably didn't have a comedy album back then either. No, I think he won that too. Oh, really? I think he won comedy album of the year, and then later <laughs> in the night, he wins just album yeah. of the year. Man. That's crazy. How crazy is that? Dominating. George Carlin has the most nominations for comedy album with 16. Bill Cosby has the most wins with seven. Wow. Seven. Mm. All got probably taken back. <laughs> uh, probably so. Uh, Midnight Cowboy was the first uh, X-rated film to win Best Picture. Wow, X-rated. X-rated? I've seen that. I don't think I think that'd be PG thirteen now. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. there's a Seinfeld that plays off Midnight Cowboy. Do you know that? There's what? There's a Seinfeld episode oh. where the mom and pop store. Yeah, where they kind of and Jerry wears the cowboy boots. Yeah, that's kind of playing off Midnight Cowboy. Oh, mm. I've never seen Midnight Cowboy. It's great. Yeah. I'm walking here and all that. Oh, yeah. no, I don't even know what that. it is. <laughs> yeah, and at the end, Kramer has a nosebleed. Yeah, yeah. Bus. All that's playing off this movie. Oh, I thought that was playing yeah. off the Dustin Hoffman. Like, yeah, the, but is it? That's it. Yeah, but I thought that was from, I thought. It, I think I thought it was from Rain Man. No, it was that. Oh, oh this, it, this, so this movie's like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What is it about? Um, is one guy like a gigolo yeah. or something? And yeah. it's like, uh, and Dustin Hoffman... Kind of mentors he's, him, yeah, mentors him, and he's sort of the pimp. Yeah, he's like um, a, a dumb 
uh, Bethune who comes to it's the John Voight. It's John Voight, yeah, right? John Voight. Yeah. So it's also yeah. the John Voight's car episode. He moves. Yeah. He moves to New York, and you know, Dustin Hoffman takes him under his wing and just shows him the way. Yeah. Oh. Huh. But this is New York in the seventies, so it's like a whole Great. different New yeah. York. Yeah, 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 yeah. It won best picture, best director, best screenplay. It must be pretty good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Plays thirty sixth on uh, top one hundred of all time. Wow. Wow. Mm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I have to, maybe I'll try to if I get the time. <laughs> top movies of all time. I don't, you know, I'm kind of busy right now in my own life, but we try to look at. Try to look at. I'm watching the Sopranos. I've rewatched Scream. The new one? No, I haven't seen the new one yet. But I'm going back to all of them. Yeah. Scream is my favorite movie. The first Scream is my favorite mm-hmm. movie. Such a good movie. Yeah. And so, like, I'm pretty pumped about. It. So I just went. And I was watching them all this weekend. I like them all. They're mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, you showed them to me. I watched it the first time. Yeah, that and I know what you did last summer. Yeah, I had heard of all these movies. I just never actually sat down and watched them. Yeah, no, they're a lot of fun. They're fun. Yeah, Scream. The first Scream's awesome. They're all awesome. Mm-hmm. I like it, but like the first one is like, yeah, it's my favorite movie. All right. That That's it? Yeah, That's the good. longest ever Oscar ceremony was four hours and twenty three minutes. Back wow. in 2002. How long do you get to speak? Do you know that? Like, is it, I suppose, like 30 I seconds? I don't know. The more famous you are, the more time. Is that true? <laughs> it feels yeah. like it. You know, I think you're if like- you're, like, you know, if you're, like, if you win the, the people that win, like, the big awards, I think they are allowed to, like, they usually give a pretty big speech. So when are your awards? Asked to keep 45 seconds. Uh, April 3rd. Will, be, will you be in able Vegas. to attend? Yeah, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I might be getting good to go to the Critics' Choice Awards. But the Grammys. Because I have, because I already have a show and that, I mean, it crushes me because I would have, you know, I was excited to get to go to these. I've never really been to, I've never been to them. And so I don't believe I'm going to be able to do that because I, I have a show that we've already, like, it's like, you know, it's like with moving everything, it just mm-hmm. ends up being. But uh, the Grammys, I, I'm going to be able to be there. And so it's in Vegas. Awesome. So, yeah. It's exciting, man. It's exciting. It's very, it's crazy. It's crazy. Can't believe I'm even nominated. It's a big deal. He doesn't buy that. <laughs> Aaron just said, I'm going to say it when I go, if I win, I can't believe I won. <laughs> would you rather them go like, I expected this and I would be mad otherwise? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? But I don't think anybody really feels like that. Okay. You think they do? I mean, how would you know, dude? Look at Meryl Streep. I want to believe what you're saying because that. Well, I, there's Meryl Streep's been nominated 21 times and she's won three. Yeah, but if she went up there in in one or fourth one, oh, oh, I just don't know who to who. Oh my goodness! But you've I think yeah. This. But would you? You've you been would, through this for 40 years. You've I know, I know. But you would then be like, but you've not. You've nominated me. I had 21 times. I've lost. She's lost the most. <laughs> She's lost more than anybody's ever lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though she's won three, she's lost more than anybody. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds like it. But it's close. She's lost 18, bound to be times. 18 times. Can you imagine being nominated 18 times? You would be very surprised. There's yeah. got to be a point. There's a streak of her losing 18 times, dude. Mm-hmm. She goes 21 times to this thing. She wins to three. And then eighteen of those. I mean, there's a point you go like, I'm not even going to write a speech. I think. I think like, I, it's like I'm like because you're just the hassle. But like every year, I have to write this big long. I mm-hmm. uh, can't believe. And then y'all just don't give it to me eighteen times. <laughs> like that would be. And then if you did win, you might be like, Yeah, I don't have a speech prepared because I never went. 
and uh, you know, even though y'all hear my name all the time, I'm never winning. <laughs> yeah. I think one time she won after she'd already won. And she was like, I know you guys are mad that I keep winning, but I'm sorry. You know, yeah, <laughs> she yeah. kind of like said that in the thing. Yeah. But I feel like it is, though. Like, it's the first time you've won. The That's first time. That's an insane thing. The adrenaline of everything. You just, I think you do kind of blank out. You know, if think you've about done it before. Like, you know, like you're at, you're in a career right now. Like, do you think about a Grammy or do you think about, like, obviously you'd want to win one, but like, can you imagine it or can you like, you're like, no, why it's would they not ever? Even what I'm thinking it's about, the, yeah. yeah, it's like so. That's what I think the mindset. Like that's what the mindset is for. Uh, I know, just speaking from comedians, right. is us. You just work hard forever, and then you kind of look up, and here you are. Yeah, it's crazy. You just you don't. You're not there. There's not like a goal of like Grammy, this, that, blah, blah. I'm not saying I don't know. Actors might, singers might have that kind of stuff, but you kind of just are like, I don't even know what I'm trying to do, man. I'm just trying not to be homeless. Yeah. And like you're starting a job and that that's, you know, that you're not promised. And so then, yeah, you just get to it and you get to a point and you're like, you're in your head. You're still like, I'm still just here, dude. I still go, you're with your family and you're still hanging. You're like, I don't look at it as like this other way. That's, I'm not going to tell when you go out, when I go on the road and you're like, I don't know why these people are here. Mm-hmm. I don't like, it's crazy. And you feel like, you're like, I feel bad. Like, you're like, I don't, I, I got to do good enough to be like, Am I supposed to be? Why am I here? Like, mm-hmm. so I think that that's why it happens. I definitely know what you mean. I get it, but I I do think that's what it'd be. If you got nominated for a Grammy next year, you're gonna be like, I can't believe. I would go. It's about time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go finally. Brass, you're probably mostly talking about people who've won a bunch. Oh, but no one, it seems like no yeah. one's won a bunch. Well, that's true. At least in Oscars, I'm sure in Grammys. Yes. People, yeah. People. Yeah, look, Dan and Shay, we had Shay here. Shay's won, they won a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still like, you know, Shay and Shay, it's still just like, I can't believe. I mean, there's going to be after you get nominated a bunch and, you know, you would be like, how am I not, not like, you know. I think the nerves, <laughs> though, are a real thing, though, where a lot of people are like, look, I don't need to write down my speech because yeah. I do this all the time. I perform or I'm, yeah. I act. And then it's wildly nerve wracking. I was like scared before I went up, yeah. kind of, and I, you know, you perform all the time. And I think certain people just think that they have it. And yeah. then when they get up there, they go, I don't remember what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. And they you, they literally, you see them blank. And yeah. they're like, I didn't think I was going to win. And it's just literally them saying that to try to figure out what they want to say. Yeah, they're just saying what they've heard over the years. Yeah. And, you know, but. Can I promote a couple of shows? Yeah. February 5th, this uh, Saturday, I'm back at the Grand Old Opry. Nice. Oh, um, John Schneider's on the show. Bo Duke. Oh, my, wow. My hero from Whoa. my yeah. childhood. Hope That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, April 15th, 16th, me and Aaron doing a co-headlining at Wise Guys in uh, Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. Jordan Lennings. That's wow. awesome. Uh, what should we call it? The tour. Breakfast in the Gout. <laughs> Breakfast in the Gout. <laughs> the Whistle and the Wheeze. Uh, gout before breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That sounds pretty good, doesn't sounds it? Good, like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I don't know. So, well, it'll probably just be our names yeah. from the Nate Land podcast. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, hopefully that'll be a fun show. Salt Lake, that'll be good. I'll when let it, you know how it is traveling with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See how it goes. I'll he's keep gotten, him on his toes. Yeah. He's gotten better. Uh, so just I've, meet him there. That's exciting. Meet him at the gate. Yeah. Uh, in Salt Lake? Yeah. Yeah. In Salt Lake. Hey, I'll see you on stage. I got one, too. Uh, next weekend, Valentine's Day weekend, February 10th through the 14th, I'm in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Oh. 
I've never been there. Laughing Gas Comedy Club. I'm headlining. Talking to Aaron. Lynn. This is getting a little Aaron Land episode yeah. here going. Laughing Gas, Cape Girardeau. Come out. Yeah. That's awesome. That's I'm, awesome. I'm uh, getting to open for you in Salt Lake. So Salt Lake? We, uh, We're being Salt Lake. So We added a fourth show there. Very, very this weekend beautiful. is a lot of folks. No, no, no. It's, uh, uh, I don't know, February <laughs> 21 or something. Okay. Like, something like that week or something like that. Uh, same night as our show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna move it to April 15th. Just to crush us, I'm gonna make a point just to kind of remind everybody what, what we're doing here, you know. Uh, and then, yeah, so I got that. And then, I, I, I this weekend, we're going to Pensacola, New Orleans, uh, Dallas. Dallas will be the biggest place I've ever played. Uh, it's like 5,000 some seats. Wow. It's a big place. It's amazing. So that'll be pretty special. But new, I mean, there'll all be New Orleans, two shows there, Pensacola. Uh, the shows have been awesome. You guys have been coming out. I truly appreciate it. Me and Bates are fine. We don't have to. They said people were talking about it in the crowd. The vibe of it. What crowd? My, at my shows. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Word was getting around. <laughs> I opened with a big rant about you. <laughs> so that didn't that help. That didn't help. That I, you know. I go, I know y'all are wondering why is breakfast here, and I absolutely not. <laughs> uh, we love you. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. Uh, none of it's lost on us. Truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. See you uh, next uh, week. Yep. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.